Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Punk Till I Die St. <laughs> Patrick's Day Extravaganza. That's not supposed to be an Irish accent, is it? Starring Tough Guy Tom and... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Something Neil, I don't know. <laughs> <Ninkum> poop Neil. <laughs> I know you hate St. Patrick's Day. So We're I just... a fiery passion, yes. Is it just because you despise the Irish in general, or...? Um, because some... you told me once it was gypsies, Irish, Pakistanis. That's who you despise the most. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Feels top three. Accurate. Um, <laughs> uh, especially the pikeys. No. Um, let's see. Uh, let where do I start? Yes, I mean there is some of that, but it's also all the uh, fake Irish wannabe drunks that are polluting the bars over this week. So basically, meaning I can't go to them. So, um, uh, know, yes. the, the one day a year that they drink Guinness, you know, so, so it, it will be it actually, it, by the time anybody hears this, it'll probably be April and, you know, uh, you know, the, the yeah, NCAA college champion will have been crowned and St. Patrick's Day green beer will have already been puked up, but we do have a double whammy this St. Patrick's Day because yes, it's a Friday night. And the tournament is going on, the college basketball. Oh, the tournament's tournament. on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which true. I, as usual, wasted twenty dollars on. I mean, I mean, I guess I officially haven't wasted it yet. But who's in your uh, who's in your we, top bracket? We do it at work, you know. Um, I picked Alabama because I heard they were great, and I know I watched zero college basketball games this year, other than maybe like out of the corner of my eye at the bar. Didn't I hear this morning on the sports radio that one of the Alabama players got done for like waving a gun or something? Oh, that's great. Hopefully it's her star player. I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, dude, it, I, I might as well be a woman. I might as well be like, I like the uniforms on Xavier. Right. You know, I mean, I, I really, I am not, I, I come and go with sports. There's definitely been times in my life where I paid a lot of attention to sports. But I pay very, very little now. My my favorite teams are all pretty bad, with the exception of the Michigan Wolverine football team. Yeah. So I just don't I just don't pay attention. I mean, I know what you mean because I used to be. I mean, I'm I'm still a Falcons fan, but uh, I used to do fantasy football. I mean, I used to be really into football. Yeah. I'd know all the score, you know, all the players and stuff. And uh, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter how much knowledge I had. The one who would always win the league would be, you know, some like namby pamby dude from the guy whose who, wife, the guys whose wife fills one out for fun or something. Yeah, exactly. And they go just going on the uniforms or something like that, and they yeah. would invariably win the whole fucking thing. So yeah. I just, I just stopped, I stopped doing that a while the, ago. The irony of it is, I used to do the one where I work before I worked there, because okay. Scott would give me one, and oh. I won it once or maybe i think even twice before i worked there but i haven't won it once in seven years or whatever since i've been there so and it used to be one of those things where the rules used to be pretty simple but now there's all kinds of different leagues with all kinds of different scoring systems and uh mm. it's uh oh yeah yeah no i'm talking the ncaa thing i never did fantasy football that's too uh oh, okay right i think i'd rather play dungeons and dragons <laughs> on the nerd scale it also used to annoy us when we'd go to the bar watching the Falcons, all serious and drunk because they'd always be losing. So we'd always be, we'd always be surly, and then some asshole would wander over. Hey, who scored that touchdown? So yeah. we tell him it was fucking. Uh, we tell him it was like the offensive lineman or something. So just to piss him off. So, gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, I uh, I do the like I'll do the like the random kind of gambling. It's more about contributing my twenty dollars to somebody else. You know, it's kind of just about the. 
just giving it away. <laughs> workplace camaraderie. Well, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. You, you do it, you know. Well, we know what you do. I mean, we know you work in the sewers and stuff. But how yeah. many how many people are actually involved? Oh, we're very, we're very small. Only about nine of us. There's about nine of you. Okay. But you know, there be but you know, some guys' wives will do one. Some people's kids, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like Scott makes like his whole family usually fills them out. I'm sure he probably pays for all himself. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, his wife has won it before, I think. Um, but yeah, that's how random it is because the guy who runs it is like our second in command and he's a big sports guy, hmm. but he doesn't win it more than, I don't think he's ever won it. Hmm. He's got a firewall. Yeah, I guess <laughs> maybe, but, uh, yeah, man. So, so what are you, so what are you doing for St. Patrick's day? I mean, are you, you we've, we've, we've already determined well, my, my hatred you know, for the whole thing. It's, it's funny you say that, um, my life has taken on a bit, a bit of the tone of a country western song lately. Oh shit! So we were talking about it. I mean, we may go drink some green beer, but I'm thinking that's probably not going to happen now. So I hate to bring the conversation way down, but okay, let me let me tell you tell you about my first first part of the week for me. So I was on call last week for work, so I had the work truck. You know, yep. We have lots of work trucks, lots of brand new Ford pickups that we roll around in. So I go to get in my car to go home on Monday like oh no i don't have any power steering like my power steering like i had to wrestle every turn like oh crap i get home i fill it up anyway long story short i blew a power steering line which is a big pain it's too hard for me to fix Hmm. um so i anyway i bring that in but then my father-in-law has not been particularly good health in recent years but he um he started hallucinating oh wow like he's literally like, oh, there's dogs in the house, and there's an alligator in the hallway, and there's bugs all over the wall, and the walls are bleeding. And they took him to the doctor, and then they end up sending him back home, which is insane because my mother in law is an eighty year old woman; she can't take care of him, you know, when yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. mental. Anyway, they brought him back to the hospital, but he is—it it just—he is every day is taking a significant turn for the worse. Do they know? Did, did he have a stroke? Do they they know don't. Do they do? They don't think he didn't have a stroke. They don't know what's wrong with him. They're doing all these. EEG scans and stuff, but the fact of the matter is, he's not going to make it another day. If my my wife is spending the night at the hospital, tonight. oh dear, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and listen, my father in law and I are not particularly close, but we're cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, you know, thirty years of of rear vision, I certainly can understand why he maybe wasn't that thrilled when a seventeen year old Tom Trauma came sniffing around as otherwise. <laughs> daughter that seemed to have a pretty bright future ahead of her was in the you know national honor society it was a cheerleader and here comes this long-haired kid looked like johnny ramon with his leather jacket stinking of camels and you know just camel cigarettes not the animals <laughs> that's a, people know your fondness for the zoo but, yes but we've made our we've made our peace over the years as a matter of fact a couple of weeks ago they have a lot of problems i stop by sometimes on the way home from work and help with stuff and i stopped by over there a couple of weeks ago and my mother-in-law was out of town for a quilting thing because you know she's an 80 year old woman and she goes to the quilting camp or whatever mm-hmm. and i helped my father-in-law and we sat there and had a couple of coronas which is the story of his life if we're being honest and uh had a nice conversation and had a nice chat and you know if that's the last that's the last conversation i have with him i can i can live with that it's pretty cool actually yeah but yeah but you know it's and my kids aren't super they're they're pretty close to their grandma but not him necessarily hmm. so Anyway, I, I that's kind of been consuming. So my wife's been yeah doing okay. that. I so imagine. I guess in, in hindsight, my car breakdown probably isn't as serious. 
just the fact that it's probably cost me like a grand to get the stupid thing fixed. It's just, a, it's just another added on it, it is, problem, you know, right? It's just, it is. It does feel like that sometimes, you know, that sort of black clouds. But yeah, so I, I don't know. And, and, you know, the irony of it is we're set to go to a funeral for another friend's dad on Saturday. That's what that's all I do now, Neil. I'm, I go to my friend's fiftieth birthday parties and parents' funerals. Yeah, that's, that's, as, you, that's as, you, as you get older. That's yeah. pretty much what happens. You know, it's sad. So I mean, and all I want to do is go out and drink green beer till I puke. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> now, people around the world who were listening to this, uh, our friends in the Congo, etc., et <laughs> and I have to ask my friends. Dude, in the they Congo, do the same thing. They, do they, you, America you really, St. Patrick's Day for them too? <laughs> do you really drink umbongo in the Congo? Uh, and the English, our, our English listeners will get that. That was an old English drink. Um, <laughs> Somebody's canceling you right now. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna feed that in on this side. I'm gonna play the old English commercial right right, right here. Way down deep in the middle of the Congo, a hippo took an apricot, a rubber, and a mango. He stuck it with the others and he danced a little tango. The rhino said, I know, we'll call it Umbango. Umbango, the trigger in the Congo. Bites and pick the passion through the mammoth. Said the mandarin, the pirate painted pants, got the bunker boot to land it is. So when it comes to sun and fun and goodness in the jungle, they all prefer the sunny, funny one they call Umbango. Libby's Umbango. High juice drinks. Free from artificial ingredients. There you go, I'm bongo. Um, I'm sure we talked about this last year, but I remember reading somewhere about how, like, in Ireland, traditionally, St. Patrick's Day was, like, a sacred, quiet family holiday. Yep. But the Americans took it and ruined it, like Cinco de Mayo and every other holiday. And now, like, they had to cater to American tourists for St. Patrick's Day in Ireland, and it's just a bunch of drunkenness, like, here. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I can I mean, that's what I, I read. Imagine. Yeah. So – what they do over here, for whatever reason, um, every bar pretends that it's Irish. You know, they have the fucking fake shillelaghs and fake shamrocks and <laughs> fucking, you know, leprechauns and shit. Leprechaun and toss. Caught, yeah, and fucking everyone's wearing stupid green hats and green beads and shit like no one ever does in Ireland. And um, Neil pulls out his blow me, I'm Irish t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck off. I'm not Irish. Uh, they will have, um, look, I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. For whatever reason, they'll take their whatever shitty beer they have, like Miller Lite or whatever, and they'll put green dye in it. Dye green, yeah. Yeah, they'll dye green so then your water will be green and your shit will be green probably. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, occasionally they'll they'll break out Guinness too in a bar that would normally wouldn't have Guinness. It's, it's pretty pathetic. So, but well, they go funny, all out over I, here. I saw some Guinness on sale at Meyer, our big like supermarket thing here. And they had the four pack draft cans. I'm like, Oh, I should buy some of those. Cause you're going to be coming, coming to visit pretty quick, but I didn't. So we'll see. It's probably the time of year to buy it actually. Cause it'd be super expensive. Yeah. Well, no, I think it was on sale. Oh, well, there you go. It's like two bucks a can. I mean, it wasn't, they weren't giving it away, but yeah. So it's better out of the can than the bottle, right? Um, uh, yeah. If it's if the draft cans, yeah, the draft cans are pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, but see, I, see, if I have a choice of stout from Ireland, I don't normally even go Guinness. I go Murphy's probably. I I much prefer Murphy's to. Well, let me tell you something, Neil. They yes. don't have Murphy's at freaking Meyer in Grand Rapids. <laughs> they actually do have it. I think it's uh, got some kind. I can't remember, but there's an Irish. Um, an American brewery that has some kind of thing with Murphy's now. So you do see it in some stores, funnily enough. And it's normally mm. cheap, too. It's normally four ninety nine, you know, a four-pack of the mm. pint cans. So it's Giving it away. pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, talking about St. Patrick's Day. Why don't we, we play a song? We, we play both a song. have 
St. Patrick's Day gigs to talk about, don't we? That yep. we that we attended separately. Yes, and we uh, and we'll put up pictures of Neil and his kilt. <laughs> Oh, don't, upcoming even, episodes. don't even get me started on that shit. See, see now you're just making me angry because I'm thinking about last Saturday. <laughs> Remember just... a couple of years ago, I think we did a St. Patrick show. We didn't. I mean, it wasn't really St. Patrick. But I played a song by a Detroit band that is as angry as you. I think it was called Prick Not a Mick or something like that. <laughs> well, I've got I've got something similar to play today, actually, called Childland uh, by the Reaganomics. Well, why don't you, you play know. that right now? Okay. So, okay. Yeah, well, this needs a bit of a lead. I'll tell you what, we'll play the song. Okay. And then I'll and then I'll do the uh, do the introduction or whatever. So, um, yeah, this is the Reaganomics. So we're from Chicago, yep. and this song is called Chiland Chiland. for you to say pal yeah easy for me to say yeah Reaganomics with Chiland Chiland so and the reason they do that is because in Chicago and I'm sure in every American city especially Boston right Boston there's all these fake Irish meaning well they're descendants of Irish yeah but what does that mean we're all descendants of something I mean, so, like someone said to me today, oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't see me like, you don't see me like putting a headdress on. And <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, I'm pretty sure you definitely get canceled for that. What am I, the Prime Minister of Canada? 
<laughs> no, but I had someone uh, say to me today, oh yeah, the bartender's 100% Irish. And I'm like, what, was he born in Ireland? No. Are his parents from Ireland? No. I was like, well, how is he fucking Irish well, Neil, I was He's American. You, you were talking, I was talking to you about Dave King from Flogging Molly. He is 100% Irish, born in Ireland. You're right, exactly. Irish parents, and you still like, nah, it doesn't count. He lives in America. <laughs> no, that's because he was in that shit metal band. <laughs> Last way. Yes. No, of course that counts. Of course that counts. But you can't say you're hundred percent Irish if you weren't born there. I mean you're American. It, who's a hundred percent anything? I mean we're all mutts at the well, end. Of the day, well, right? where were you born? I mean, what's it say on your passport? Because that's what you are. So, I, I'm a uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely American, but I'm yes, I mean I have a lot of European ancestry. You are mixed, American. American mixed European ancestry. You're as American as they come, buddy. You should be in fucking uh, Yellowstone is what you should true. be. That's true. I wear a flag G string. <laughs> That's a nice picture. All you girls have, out there, isn't I'm, that a I'm lovely so American, picture? I have a Trump 2024 flag on my house. <laughs> but this ties in. This ties into the gig I went to last Saturday. I don't, by the way, guys. Lest yeah. anyone take that seriously, lest our Congo friends misunderstand. He actually does. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Chicago is full of fake Irish, absolutely full that come out on St. Patrick's Day or St. Patrick's Week. <laughs> And at the gig I went to at Reggie's last week, oh my god, it was wall to wall dickheads in in like green <laughs> hockey jerseys, kilts, fucking all kinds of green nonsense that you never normally see any other time of the year. And they're all drinking Guinness for the first time in a year, and it is. But they've all got fucking bad attitudes. They all look like they want to fight constantly. Probably because it was the day of the parade, the big Chicago so Patrick's Day parade. Since like 10 a.m. Yeah, so they've been drinking since 10. If you ever Why see it... Why would they do the parade so early? Why would they do the parade a full week ahead? Oh, uh, they always do it the Saturday before. I'm not quite sure why. Well, I mean, normally... Oh, the Saturday, okay. It's yeah. Days okay. So normally it doesn't fall... I mean, you know, it rotates every year, obviously, on the 17th. Sure. But, you know, if the 17th fell on the Sunday or the Monday, it would be fine, right? But, yeah, it does seem kind of weird this year because it was on the following Friday. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, so they'd been out drinking all day and uh, stinking drunk and just looking for a fight. And the, st- oh, the state of some of them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, Dude, I got. I will get into this too when it's yeah, my, I'm sure, I'm sure you, my show. Yeah, I'm sure you 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 saw your share of it too. All right, so let's. Oh get... yeah, dude, I saw. Except for the crowd was five times bigger than the one you were in. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. So that song, um, Childland. So mm-hmm. that's about all the fake Irish, especially that hang out around Wrigley Field. So you you know that we've driven around there some you know so sure. many times, right? The, all those bars and stuff around there. You telling me the Cubby Bear is not an authentic Irish pub? <laughs> Believe it or not, bro. Believe it or not, no. Hundred yeah. percent Irish. Hundred percent Irish. <laughs> there's a there's a pot of gold behind it. It's so Irish. <laughs> yeah. Pot of shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what that's that's what that song was about. All those fake Irish dickheads from uh, who live on Clark Street and stuff and pretend that they're drunk and well, no. I don't, see, I don't. Drunk. I don't. I don't share your disdain for the holiday as much as, you know, you know, it's like people are just trying to have fun. You know, why can't people have fun? Why does it make you so angry when people have fun? You know, what's funny about it too. Like they're allowed to, they're allowed to put on those stereotypical costumes. But if you tried to do that with any other race or whatever, you'd be in serious fucking trouble. That's right? what I'm saying. I have a tiny sliver of American Indian. Ancestry. What, in your, if, what, in, your, in your fridge, you have that tiny with sliver? A, with a full, if I went out with a full headdress. <laughs> Doing the tomahawk chop. I mean, I have more Indian than I do Irish, for being honest. I don't believe. I don't believe. I mean, there might be some Irish in there somewhere. Who knows? So what were the Indian tribes? Up, uh, oh, well, you weren't born there, were you? You were born in Wisconsin, right? Uh, but my family's from Michigan. Michigan was full of Indians, Neil. 
You mean Native Americans, Tom? You I'm sorry, first bastards. people, first people, yes. <laughs> first people. I mean, listen, I, I'm 164th. I'm, I'm sure I can use that word, Neil. I can use those words. Maybe you can get college for free. No, not even close. No <laughs> casino money even. No casino money. I mean, I might, it might even be 128th at this point. I don't know what we are. We're split quite a few. It was, you know, every generation. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's between 32nd and worse. Wow. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Yes. Tender Tom my, my, is actually my, Comanche my people, Tom. My, my people uh, helped found this area, Neil. By found, that means uh, give the Native Americans smallpox and marry their women. And uh, <laughs> it was a noble, noble cause. Noble savage. Um, yes. Look at all this unoccupied land. Look at all this free land. All we need to do is drive off these people who already live here. <laughs> yes, kill them all. Yes. So what, uh, what tribes were up there? Boy, now you're going to prove me to be real ignorant because I, I – <laughs> Come on, is it the Potawatomi? Just say something. Yeah, Potawatomi. That sounds good. I don't yeah. know. Give me, give me a minute. Great Lakes. They sound kind of lame. The Potawatomi. They were easily conquered. I'm guessing. I mean, I'm not Apache, dude. No, that was Southwest. Yeah. So yeah, Apache Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm gluey. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, around here there was the uh, Jesus Christ. Now I'm drawing a blank on that too. I should know. And we have the Chicago, oh, the Blackhawks, of course, right? Oh, aren't, yeah. Aren't they a tribe? I guess. So now they haven't given up their... They have not. You're right. Uh, let's see. Little River Band, the Ottawa Indians. I live in Ottawa County. That might be... Yeah, Potawatomi. Potawatomi. We have a casino called Potawatomi over here somewhere. You know, it's we. You know, and we've talked about this before, but we were definitely not raised... We had no real identity other than American. We never... Uh, you know, we just... We were. We were American. You know, I know I'm... A good chunk Dutch, and I got some English, and I got some German, and uh, you know we are, we are. Man, your grandson, your fucking ancestors went after it, didn't they? They were shagging all kinds of people. I guess. Well, unlike my like my mother in law, she's one hundred percent Polish. I mean, she's American. You know, her grandma I think came here, but she was the first one to marry outside of, you know, pure Polish. Hmm. It was quite the scandal at the time. <laughs> quite the scandal. Sixty years ago. <laughs> Yeah, she married into this Native American family. No, that's my my wife's. Oh, that's your wife's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, um, man, we might have to play another song before we start talking about our gigs. Um. Oh well, a lot of the songs have to do with have to do with the gig. So let me let me let me get started on mine. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm I'm listening. I, I'm with bated breath. Yeah, with bated breath. Yes. So, uh, Saturday was the St. Patrick's Day. Well, I can't even remember what it was called at Reggie's. Did it have an official name? Was it I think it was called the Fake Irish A-Hole Fest. <laughs> the Drunken, the ass, the drunken fest. Asshole Fest? That's the yes. official name of yes. it. Um, really, really rings, uh, rings out on the flyers. <laughs> makes you happy, yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was um, headlining were Flatfoot 56. Which they do every year. They do the show yeah. every year. Yeah. We went um, to it last year, too. Yeah. yeah. Rumjacks was second on the bill. Yep. And then it was the Drowns, our good friends from Seattle, um, mm-hmm. the Drowns. And opening the night was a band from Chicago from the South Side called Criminal Kids. So I was very excited about it. I, I couldn't really care less about the Rum Jackson Flatfoot 56, to be honest. Um, a little bit of the Celtic punk thing does me very well. I can take yeah. the Pogues and stuff, but uh, sure. it's like it's almost like Scar to me, you know. Pogues, fake Irish. A little, a little bit. Well, I, I think Shane is. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, yeah. I have no idea what they are. Yeah. I assume they're real Irish. Well, some of them are. Some of them are from London. 
Oh. Uh, but yeah. Um, but yes, anyway, so that was the bill. So doors opened at seven. Um, show was at eight. So being Reggie's, um, we left. I, I went with Laura and um, we planned to get there about 7.15, which I know was early. But I figured I'd maybe see Rev from the Drowns and hang what out. What time was first band? Se- uh, eight. So Doors were at seven. First band was eight. So like I say, I figured I'd go early and hang out with the Drowns a little bit if I could. I, you know, sure. To, uh, if we, it's going to be a full show, sometimes it's hard to. Yeah, exactly. When when everyone starts coming in and stuff. So yeah. I figured I'd hang out a little bit beforehand with those guys. Um, we don't even really talk to Rev before. We talked to him twice. But, you know, we've kind of uh, corresponded with, with Andy yeah. Player. yeah. We're, we're definitely friendly. I mean, you yeah. know, we're internet friends with them. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we get there. I'm expecting the place to be like normally when I went to see Teenage Baller Rocket the other week or went to the uh the other punk fest. Um at seven, if doors are at seven, normally the place is empty. Even for the couple of opening bands. It normally doesn't start filling up till eight, eight thirty or something like that. It's a city crowd, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But we got in at seven, seven fifteen we got there, and the place was half full already. Hmm. I was amazed. It, it sold out. Yeah, it was sold. Yeah, it was sold. Yeah, I forgot to mention that it was sold out, um, which surprised me as well because I don't think the one last year sold out, did it? I don't know if it sold out, but it was full. Yeah, but anyway, so it was half full already at seven fifteen, and I was like, "Well, this is weird." You know, it was like four deep at the stage. So uh, got a beer, and oh, and also the bar was only taking cash. There was no machines, which was weird too, right? So oh, it's like um, the past world that I love so much. Yeah. So uh, we went upstairs, and all the seats upstairs were taken. Mm. So I was like, "Well, this isn't going well." Those wicked jizz-covered leather couches, yeah, were... so, yeah, even the ones at the back. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was like, "You know what? Well, this kind of sucks." So I'm going to go down and see if the Drowns guys are at their merch table. And because there was four bands, the merch, the Flatfoot Fifty Six and the Rum Jacks had the two main merch tables. As you go in on like the right, right where you walk in the door. Yeah. yeah, but the Drowns and Criminal Kids had that little like entryway to the left there, like that little room that's got some benches in it. Yep. So actually, that was pretty cool. So like went down there because there, yeah. there was benches. You know, there was uh, seats in there. Yep. So we sat down in there. Um, the only guy that was behind the Drowns uh, merch table was the drummer Jake. Who, yeah. I'd nev- who I'd never met before, but we started talking, you know. I told him, you know, we'd had Rev on You're the like, show. do you know who I am? <laughs> yes, yes. It's, that's why I got it on my fucking sweatshirt. That's why it says my name on my sweatshirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look at me, look at me. No. So, um, yeah, we talked to him for a bit. Nice guy, super nice guy. I mean, a little bit, a little bit quiet, but, you know, uh, very friendly. Hey, listen, if a drummer can make any sort of intelligent conversation, that's pretty good for a drummer, right? Wow. Take that, Jake Pope. <laughs> yeah. And all the other drummers. AJ, take that, all the other drummers that we have on. Drummers are awesome. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, all anyway, the drummers I don't know are great. The ones I know, they're all. After so about so 20 so. minutes, Rev shows up. And he immediately, I'll say this, and it's going to embarrass the guy, but he lights up the room he's in immediately. I mean, it's crazy, right? Is, so, it, is it speaking? His speaking voice is like a singing voice, like a double bottom gravel trailer, right? It is, but he's super excited. He's got a super excited tone about everything. Yeah. He's just super stoked to be there. Like a little leprechaun, right? Neil. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry about that, Rev. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't try tossing him, did you? Over the rainbow or something? 
he's a he's a little fire plug is what he is so i know there's gonna be no 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 tossing um i'm I'm actually super bummed that i couldn't be there with you guys i I know i was that was really the main reason i want to get over but anyway sorry go ahead so it gives me an enormous hug it was super nice and immediately we're talking like old friends right it was that was great now what was interesting is when i'd been talking to jake the drummer um this like (laughs) and if they're listening you know please excuse me but this suspicious looking couple like sidles up to me and they're like, uh, hey, you know, we're from Florida. Uh, uh, do you have any extra tickets? And I'm like, I'm like, no. How did they get in that far? Well, remember, they're not past the security yet. They're not past oh. the ticket guy because the ticket guy is kind of by the main merch tables, right? And that door is that that room is like right as you come in, right to the left. Yeah, yeah. So they haven't checked your tickets yet. So, um, but but once you get but when that little hall like gets into the venue, like past the bouncers, right? No, because that like the door to there would lead to the other to the other to the uh, to the bar side, right? Yep. Yeah. But there, but I was th- okay. Well, whatever. It, you know, it's funny. People have been. That's not the first request we've gotten to see if we have hookups, and embarrassingly, we really don't have much for hookups. No, what? Well, well, Just what, because we've never really tried to do that too much. Well, here's what happened. So, um, and it's funny. Funnily enough, uh, one of the listeners of the show, Drewski, had actually yeah. emailed and asked if I had any tickets to the. Yeah, uh, and it was like, like, and you want you wanted to be like, I mean, I know, I'm sure you were like me. You wanted to be like, oh yeah, no problem, dude, we got you. But it's like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, we, uh, we didn't have any contact. So. More on that later. I mean, so, we probably could have. I, I don't know. I mean, these bands all have a guest list, but we we've always been real cautious not well, to use and abuse our friendships with these bands. Well, know? here's what happened. So, you know, these people were. It was a, it was a guy and a girl, probably in their mid twenties, I'd say, someone like that. Okay. Um, they said they were from Florida and they just happened to be in town and they really wanted to see the show. And. Um, I was like, oh, that's too bad. I know it's sold out. You know, maybe, you know, I said, shit, you can sometimes bribe the bouncers and get right in, you know, show them a 50 or something. I bet was they, the girl cute? I bet they let, let you Dude, I can't say that because you might be listening. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> anyway, okay. No, it was, it was fine. They were fine. They it, it was a joke. Yeah. It was a sexist joke. I sincerely apologize for my sexist joke. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. What's the red Indian in you coming out? <laughs> Jeez. You know, we're not getting older. We're getting more offensive. So anyway, um, I mean, we didn't get any backlash for me for me saying that it's a good thing when the president gets assassinated. I guess we could say whatever at this point, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. I, anyway, I'm I'm half in the bag by this time because Laura was buying me PBRs and someone else bought me one. I'm, I'm not. She was sure. plying plying you with alcohol. Yeah. So anyway, um, they're hanging around. Dude, another the... Indian trick. You bastard <laughs> bastard English. Yes. Fire water, yes. Um, so they bought some. They bought some drowns merch, which was cool. I don't know if they'd heard the band or not, but there you go. They they bought some drowns merch and were talking to the drummer. And then you know Rev came in, and you know I was backslapping with Rev for a while. And then I'm like, hey, these two dudes from Florida right here, or these two people from Florida. Um, so the girl looked like a dude. No, no, she did. No, she did. She had short hair, but no, didn't. There was no Aerosmith uh, comments there. Um, Oh, that no, dude looked like a lady, wasn't yeah, I it? Not the I, other I way around. You, yeah. I knew what you were doing there. Yeah. I wasn't happy about it, but I knew where you were going. But anyway, so I said to Rev, I, 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 dude, I don't know if there's anything you can do for these two folks, but, you know, they, they're nice enough and, and they can't get in. So Rev, being the super nice guy he is, he said, well, we only, we really don't have much of a guest list, but I think Flatfoot 56 has like 25 people on theirs. So let me see if there's space. 
So he texts Flatfoot56, and next thing you know, yeah, he gets him in. He gets him in on the guest list. Boy, and we're the suckers buying our own tickets, huh? <laughs> well, you know, it's fine. That's, yeah. I like to support the band. But I'm just saying, what a nice no, guy I... he is. He went out of his way and, you know, had a whole conversation with Flatfoot about about getting him in, and then, and then he got him in. So all night when I saw these two folks, I'm like, you better fucking kiss my feet. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm like that, you know, I like to rub that kind of stuff in. <laughs> so um, it's about this time, it's about eight o'clock now, and Criminal Kids come on. Dude, by this time, the the place is full to the back of mm. the bar. I mean, it's it's full to the bar. So we walked in there, I certainly couldn't get my regular space up front, didn't want to. So we're just standing kind of at the back by the bar. Sure. And it was weird because Criminal Kids... Um, They've more. I don't know if you've heard them uh, or seen they're, them before. They're like it's kind of like a Poison Boys, like a rock and roll, like punk and roll, a right? A bit, a bit more rock, a bit more rock and roll than punk. Really, not as much, not as much attitude. Well, not that's that's the wrong that's the wrong expression. But when I I only listened to them real briefly, and I thought they kind of reminded me like Poison Boys. A or, bit, yeah. I mean, like that kind of a sound. They've got more ACDC than they do the Dead Boys. Okay, put it, put they put out their records on. Because I see that is it are they Spaghetti Town also? They might be Spaghetti Town, yeah, yeah. Because I see their sure. records, right? Okay. So, so what did ex- so you think of them? It wasn't exactly my cup of tea, and they played way too loud. Oh, did they? And it's not, it's, and it's not that if it's too loud, you're too old. Bullshit. It just didn't sound good. I mean, it is too loud and you're too old, but the two things aren't necessarily related, right? <laughs> right. It just didn't sound good. It didn't sound good. It wasn't mixed right, and it, and I was standing in the middle too, so there was mm. none of it. It wasn't because I was standing to the Do side. You have, did, did you buy the record or were you? I was going to, but then after I saw them, I didn't. Ah, <laughs> well, there you go, guys. I have to admit, I didn't. I didn't particularly enjoy it. Uh, huh? Because, like I said, I've only listened like a real brief to that Spotify or something. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't walk out of the room or something. But they and the funny thing was, they only played for like twenty twenty five minutes. I don't think they were. That's pretty the... standard, though, dude, isn't it? For opener of four bands, twenty minutes? No, not really. Well, uh, half hour, half. Yeah, hour, I'd expect yeah. a half half hour, but it was definitely more on the twenty minute side because the drowns had to rush on, basically. Um, so after they were done, I walked back in and was hanging out with the drowns a little bit more, and then they then they had to go. But I bought. Um, they had all their vinyl there except for the first album. So I bought the Maybe last... time for a repress, fellas. Yeah. I bought two copies of that EP. Oh, man, why am I blanking on the name? You know, the one with it's the... It's called Lunatics. Lunatics, thank you. I bought yes. two copies of that, and I bought two copies of that uh, Slade cover, the 7-inch oh, that yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. No so Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give one to Alan, our good friend. And you got so. them signed for our... Uh, uh, I did. Disney, yeah, because he loves he loves signed stuff, and I yes. also bought a T-shirt. And because I dropped so much, you're gonna Neil, you're gonna give that to Doctor Disc, and he's gonna go do a different record store giveaway and just give away. Give all it this. away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, he always shows up with so much cool stuff for us whenever we see him. But because but, I dropped like sixty or eighty bucks or whatever it was at, yeah. at, at the merch table there, they actually had a signed uh, drum skin. Um, I saw that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's real cool. Yeah, so they gave me that, which was really, really cool. Oh, I, nice. I was not expecting that at all. So, um, But anyway, they went on, and this one I wasn't going to stand at the back, so we wormed our way. Sure. Instead of going front left, we went front right. So they're like, we, are we at like 9 o'clock now or not that late? Even? No, we're at like 8.45. Okay. 8.45, yeah. Uh, and they were fantastic from the opening 
when they all came on stage and Rev was cracking jokes and stuff like that. Man, he is the life and soul of the fucking of the place. Oof. He's cracking jokes. He's making everyone laugh. He's making everyone join in. He's just having a whale of a time. Sounds and, like somebody's uh, got a man crush. Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love it if he lived here. It would be fun to go out drinking. I don't know if he drinks actually. He doesn't drink. He, he doesn't. No. I remember him saying that. Yeah. So he'd be, but he'd be fun to fact, hang I don't out think with. Hardly any of them. I think he said only one of the four of them drank. Dude, I think I think recently they swapped guitar players, so maybe they don't have any. Yeah, that's been that's been true of uh, a lot of the bands that we've talked to recently, right? That they don't drink yeah. anymore. Quitters. I know. Uh, yeah, quitters. <laughs> I know the Susie Moon Band. None of those guys drink anymore. Well, but there's well, and 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 not to single anybody out specifically, but I think there is this a lot of anti-alcohol sentiment, but it's not exactly the same as sober, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, there's a lot of other stuff going around. Like I said, I'm not picking on anybody in particular, but the rise of the uh, marijuana legalization has made a lot of people give up drinking. I think. Ah, because they're smoking weed instead. Yeah, That's and true. taking taking gummies or whatever. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I'm not picking on anybody in particular. Yep. I should probably go to that. It'd probably be. I don't know. I'm sitting here drinking a freaking Bacardi and uh, soda. Wow. I'm drinking an English beer. Hold on. <laughs> Um, so fact, anyway, I, I, I'm going to, because my wife's not coming home tonight and because I've had a hell of a week, it's Thursday. I am going to, at some point, probably say, Neil, you need to pause that so I can go get myself another delicious Bacardi and soda. No, that's no, right. Bacardi is not a sponsor of the show. I'll, I'll riff on the thing. You know what? I just yeah, find yeah, it to be a nice, moderately priced bro. You know what I'm going to do? Forget Forget I started talking about the drowns right now because I'm going to play a Criminal Kids song. Okay, let's okay. do it. So this song is, um, I believe it's off the album. The criminal kids have an album. This song is called Little Bitch. So, criminal kids, little oh, bitch. Oh, so offensive.
All right, so that was Criminal Kids from the South Side of Chicago, and the song was Little Bitch. See, are they really uh, from the South Side, I wonder, or is it just like everybody says they're from the South Side because it gives you a certain amount of, like, credibility, right? See, that's funny because and, and their whole attitude and the way they dress and stuff, it's almost like we don't care, but it's almost done – like they do care, but they dress. Don't they like dress they don't like care. the dolls or something? I swear they dress no. like, or not the dolls, more like the dead boys, kind of like. No, the, no, there's no, there's no attempt at any kind of stage uniform at all. Like oh, really? Just, on just, just jeans and t-shirts or what? A dirty fucking denim jacket that was ripped oh, yeah. a bit, and like a weird like sailor's not a sailor's cap, but a kind of I don't know. Well, but I mean that's a, that's I mean that's trying, Neil. Nobody gets out of bed in the morning and throws on their dirty denim jacket and their sailor cap. <laughs> that's right. Okay, sailor, sailor cap wasn't the right description. Um, like a cap, maybe like a, a fucking hobo would wear. A hobo, Jesus. <laughs> I know you've become a bit of a semen expert in recent times. <laughs> that is sailors. Shut up, Indian Tom. We, we don't want more out of you. <laughs> anyway, so hey, so what was the the drown set? It was like a mix of uh, old and new, like between like under tension lunatics and. So they yeah so they burst on the stage and they start with Black Lung, and, great. But they actually played a short set, man. They only played for half an hour. That's 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 pretty standard. Even though they did come from Seattle for two shows. Well, for... exactly, exactly. They came all the way from Seattle. Well, but the other bands from Australia, dude. Ah, the Rum Jacks. They live here now. What are you talking about? Well, they're from Australia, Europe, and U.S. Singers, yeah. fake Irish, Boston, fake Irish bastards. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they were. Yeah, they played a mix. Yeah, a lot of stuff from Under Tension, um, a couple of songs off of Lunatics, and uh, they did an incredible cover of Ballroom Blitz, which got the nice. entire crowd singing along. So even those like angry fucking Irish leprechauns that were in there, or looking to fight someone in their fucking uh, in the Chicago Blackhawks green jerseys, um, they were. They, even they were singing along and having a good time. I think to Ballroom Blitz, because how couldn't you, right? Uh, so so what is the breakdown like Andy maybe sang a couple of songs I guess yep. and and Rev sang the rest okay exactly and for some reason Andy comes on in like weird really weird like fake uh not fake but like plastic sunglasses white yeah ones. I see and he's grown his he's grown his hair out I see too. yeah he has he's got long hair yeah yeah so um he comes on and that were those for a couple of songs but man they are into it like because Andy I don't know if he got the reputation for being the shy one or something but on yeah. stage he's a fucking monster and um, and Rev is like pulling all kinds of shapes on stage. He's being like Pete Townsend at times, and he's you know mm. he's he's just having a ball. And the drum is great. And the new guy on guitar on the left, uh, Simon, I guess his name is, and he might actually be Irish. As a matter of fact, I think they said he was Irish, and he had an accent. Right. So his last name is McGillicuddy. <laughs> Indeed. Why not? Why not? Yes. Patrick, huh. I think. I mean, uh, Fitzpatrick, I think was his. You know, it's it's funny because we we had to pull the plug last minute on coming down, and you know, it probably was the right decision based on some other things that are going on financially and other and other stuff. But the fact of the matter is, we were we were thinking about going to see both the shows because the Drowns were playing the night before with Flatfoot in Rockford at like a little like bar dude they kept talking non-stop about that they yeah, said that place great, huh? that place was tiny they said mm. i mean absolutely tiny but they had a whale of a time and mm. i guess they played for close to an hour um oh the rounds see uh, yeah that, that might have been a good one to see huh? yeah because it was just them and uh was it them and flatfoot or them I think and the rum was, jacks? yeah it was flatfoot but i think there was an opener too yeah well it's funny i'm not exactly sure how the rum jacks ended up on that show because they're they're touring extensively with dropping Murphy's right now which yeah. we'll get to later 
Um, so during the drowned set, because I said we were front right, there was some weird tall guy from Iowa. Where if I'd been uh, if I'd been Richard White, I'd have probably been standing behind him. But instead, <laughs> I pushed my way in front of him. But he was like a big, tall, dorky-looking goof. Um, I think his he either had a pretty girlfriend. Hey, or... Don't don't uh, listen. If you're if you're out of the normal range of height, you're going to get mocked here. Apparently, <laughs> short, too tall. <laughs> Well, he was though, and he, he smelled bad too. It would be fun um, to get a picture. It would be fun to get a picture of Rev with Tobin from Flatfoot. Well, yeah, because he said I was. He said like over a foot difference. Because Tobin is like a foot taller than I am. The guy's freaking huge. And when I was taller than Rev, which yeah, you're taller than Rev. Rev. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said I was like standing on a box. You bastard. <laughs> But anyway, so there's, there was this big tall guy from Iowa who was really into it, actually. I think he might have gone to the Rockford show the night before. Oh, um, sick of the corn. Wanted to come to the city. Sick of the corn holding. Yes. Uh, he was, uh, and he was trying to hit on this. There was a pretty girl in front of us who I couldn't tell if it was his girlfriend or if he was just hitting on us super hard. But mm. he was too drunk to make any impression. But you'd have been proud of me because I was giving out stickers like they were fucking candy. Nice. Yeah, I was I was repping. Like, like yeah, I up. totally failed last time I was out to do that. So so hopefully some of those people... I didn't want to give... Last year I went to, I didn't want to give any out. <laughs> so hopefully some of the people I gave stickers to were actually listening now. The there you two go. people from Florida especially. Cause I hopefully you're between five foot seven and six foot one and we won't have to mock <laughs> you. About we your won't money. have to mock you for being a freak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, but anyway... Yeah, the drowns were great. Played for half hour. Uh, they did, you know, the ones that you would expect them to do off of uh, detention. And, That's cool. Uh, yeah, and they were great. And ballroom blitz. And after they were done, we it was so, it was like I said it was uncomfortably crowded at this point. You know, yeah. you know, you know, it's bad at those shows when they have the woman at the bottom of the stairs with the big bathtub selling cans right out of the bathtub. Yeah, you know, it's convenient, what, but yes. Oh, it's convenient. Yeah, I'm all cash, but. Uh, yeah, so it was 95% dudes there, I would say. There was very, mm. very few uh, girls there at all. So, um, what happened next? We went we went back in the back, hung out with the Drowns again, which I think people thought we were with the band, because everybody moved when we came over and got off the benches and stuff so we could sit down. Ah, that's and, uh Yeah, which was cool. And uh spoke to Andy for probably 45 minutes. Neil had his VIP, uh, he had his, like, high-vis, like, VIP vest on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thought yes. you were blind or something. No, I'm just showing the Punk Till I Die logo. Punk Till I Die, everybody. Let, let me through. Oh, um, so you talked to Andy after the show? Yeah, for, like, 45 minutes. We talked about all kinds of shit. And, man, he was cool. uh, he was sweating buckets, you know, from, yeah. being on, from just being on stage. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, Rev didn't come. Did, did you apologize to him? Because I was going to have him on the podcast, but you booked Rev literally at the same time and cock-blocked him. I like to... <laughs> I thought you told me that Andy was super shy and didn't want to come. No, no, yeah, he. Well, originally when I reached out like two or three years ago when we first started contact with him, he's like, "Yeah, he just gave me revs in for." But I had been talking to him and he was up for it. And uh, but little, we weren't. You and I weren't communicating. I always tell people we're like an old married cub. Sometimes we don't always communicate very well. And uh, you had talked to Rev and lined it up. I'm like, "Oh, sorry, Andy." Well, well, yeah, Andy said he It's all good. Well, it's, fu- it's funny then, because I said to Andy, I said, well, I thought you were really shy and you didn't want to come on. And he's like, no, we'll give you that impression. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Tom <laughs> told me. <laughs> it's, listen, these guys have just recorded another new album, so we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to find a good reason to have him on later. Actually, I was just speaking to Rev a little bit ago. In fact, I tried to get him on as a super secret, like, 10-minute quick hit a guest tonight if mm. you see if he wanted to come on but he couldn't do it because he's going out to like an irish pub or something <laughs> so, <laughs> to not drink yeah and be um, annoyed by everyone yeah but oh, uh boy. but anyway so 
um, yeah, we were just hanging out back with it. It was like it was in the band or something. And then those Florida people swung by again. And then um, Drewski came over. So Andrew did get in. I think he had his family with him too. But um, So he came in the back with us and sat down on the bench and, and talked to us and bought me a beer and stuff. So I was swilling PBR all night. You'd have been proud of me. Good for you. And uh, yeah. And your fancy lifted finger foo-foo beer to that night, huh? Good. Well, the problem was the place was so full, it was difficult getting served at the bar. So we actually yeah. bought a couple right out of the stupid bathtub, you know. Um, so yeah, we should have drink with him. And, uh, yeah, hung out with the band. Then the rum jacks came on. I actually stood, you know, at the back almost by the bathrooms. Because at this point, you could not get to yeah. the front without causing a fight, you know. I've been in there one time when it was sold out, and it was really uncomfortable. We basically were pushed up against the back bar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we were just standing, yeah, basically by the bathrooms there, by the merch tables, basically, right? And, uh... And that was it. We saw the rum jack set. There was too many people on stage. Get the hell off. Get, get, get rid of two of those people. You don't need a guy playing a whistle. What the fuck is that? The whistle is a singer. Well, there you go. Get him off Tin whistle well. guy sings and plays <laughs> tin whistle. The guy's got a good set of lungs on him. Well, who was the guy on the left? There's a guy on the left playing some kind of weird instrument. I don't know what that was. Oh, about. that weird, like, lute thing. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like he should be in medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I think that's what he does. he does. He does weekends at medieval times, I believe. Well, um, they got the bass, the big burly bass player who looks like I, I was, when I saw him the next night, I elbowed scott and i said i like the looks of that bass player he could have been like scott or i just like a big bald bearded dude up there thrashing away in his bass so we stuck around for a bit of that then we went and sat back down with the drowns again and rev had come back by this time so we were shooting the shit with him and then we decided to go so we didn't get to see flatfoot at all so but that was our night it was a great night we had a great time it was fun as hell hanging out with the band and uh, it was nice to meet people and meet two new people from Florida who I don't know if they're gonna ever be listeners of the show hopefully they do because I gave them stickers so they would remember the guy seemed a little out of it and, and it was funny I said when I said to Rev I said like These... drunk or just like yeah I don't know if he was stoned or if he was ah. just drunk I'm not sure but he was like slurring a lot and I said to Rev oh you know get these two in you know it's this dude here with his girlfriend and she's like I'm not his girlfriend <laughs> I'm like oh mm. okay yeah, that's going well yeah excellent but uh, but yeah so that was that night it was a, it was a fun as hell night and oh <laughs> we decided because we were starving because we'd come at seven we hadn't eaten dinner uh, he left house at 6.30. And uh, we said, let's get some Taco Bell on the way home. Oh, jeez. Never a good decision. Well, it, it, was, it, was, it was after 11. It was, after, it was like 11.30, right? So a lot of places were closed. Sure. So we knew there was a uh, Taco Bell in Evanston. I don't know if you're, uh, in Skokie, by my old apartment, actually. Ah, close. Yep. And uh, we drive over there, and there's a line of cars like six deep. I guess everyone else was having the same idea. So we yeah, wait. they're all drunk, dude. So we wait in this line... For about 15 minutes. I'll have the green enchiladas, please. I'll have, okay. the, I have the green quesadilla. No, we get to the front and we ordered like six tacos and two, you know, I don't know, chalupas or something like that. The guy's sure. like, guy like, I want to get one person here. We can't do that big of an order. Really? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, well give us whatever you can. Then we'll I was like, I guess it. I'll have to settle for half the diarrhea. We'll have, we'll have six tacos or something like that, you know, whatever. So we get through. And opened the box, and he'd basically just thrown whatever was whatever he had on hand was thrown in there because it wasn't even close to being what we ordered, and uh, it tasted like shit. So that that went really well. It wasted like an hour, you know, out of our way. So there you go. Yeah, fuck Taco Bell. That's it. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, when I was younger, I, my kids love Taco Bell. Like, I, I, I definitely liked Taco Bell when I was younger, but we got one in town here, and I always used to laugh that you better, if you go to the drive-thru, you better have a full tank of gas because it's so slow, and right. I just, I kind of lost my taste for it. It's, you know, you lose your taste for things as you get older, like like Mountain Dew. Like, man, when you're a kid, like, oh, Mountain Dew is so good. Like, Mountain Dew now, it's like, ugh, it makes my, I can feel the cavities forming. You can feel the, te- you can feel the teeth rotting, yeah. I can feel the diabetes coursing through my veins and, and the, the funny i thought it was funny that he said you know i've only got one staff here we can't make that those complicated things because basically every single thing they have is the same meat and cheese just stuffed into a different shell it's right? a mexican sandwich you <laughs> yeah so i was like the, all the chalupa is is basically the hard shell inside a soft shell or some shit with some sour cream i don't know but anyway <laughs> he just gave us a box of shit and that's what we took there you go yeah so, so that, do you have another, so you have another song related to that evening or no? Um, yeah, I'm going to play the Drown's new single, which funnily enough... On the I, split? Uh, I, yeah, with the, with Plizkin, yeah. Yes. Um, I had actually been given it that morning by Alan, because I saw Alan that morning, and we'll get to that in a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. So um, this is the new, yeah, the new split single. It's like a nice dark red, like a... Mine was yeah. blue. Mine's a beautiful blue. Oh, really? Yeah. I got the first press. Yeah. Dark red. So this is uh, The Drowns with a brand new single. This is called Lost Boys of Suburbia.
That was the Drowns with Lost Boys of Suburbia. And, and they have changed their sound a little bit. They're a lot um, oh, more no like no they're a lot more glammy and like early seventies kind of stompy sounding than uh, than they used to be, but uh, it's still all good. They're still I, I can definitely band. see that translating better, at least for me, live than yeah. necessarily on the record. Yeah, um, that and I know I've played. We played them and we've talked about them a little bit, but that Plizkin is Seppi 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 Seppi. Stomper from Stomper '98, the German oi band. Oh, okay. And it's his English English speaking punk band, and they had a, they put out a record a few years ago. It was called "And Their Paradise Is Full of Snakes," which is something. very very good. Yeah, I bought very that. similar it's to that. Very good. It's yeah. a great record. It is, yeah. So anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing what they got next, and I I'm glad that you know the thing with the Drowns, you know they they were getting kind of like really hitting their stride right when the pandemic hit. So I'm really thrilled that they're they made it through and they're really getting productive again. They're recording a bunch more songs. They're really kicking out the jams because they were sort of at a precipice where they could have easily got wiped out. Mm-hmm. So, cheers, boys. Yeah, cheers, cheers to you guys. Uh, and you know, yeah, it was just a great, it was just a great fun night. I had a, I had a really good time. Probably the PBR had something to do with that too. So the next night, Neil. So I, I had to work last weekend. That was part of the issue with me coming down. Um, but I had someone spell me for a little bit on Sunday night. Now, I was pretty indifferent to going to the show, but my buddy Scott wanted to go. And my buddy Scott is a good sport about going to see almost anything I want to see. Right. He so is. when he wants to go see something, I go with him. And we've seen this band a bunch of times. We went and saw the Dropkick Murphys, also doing their you know, their fake St. Patrick's Day and where was, where, that was in Grand Rapids? It was in Grand Rapids at a venue called 20 Mineral Live, one of my least favorite venues in town. It's a Ticketmaster type. I think it's owned by Live Nation or whatever. Hmm. It's a big, generic 2,000-person box. And that um, was and how expensive was that? I'm guessing $40. It was $40. $40 and then like $20 in fees. So Grand Rapids is not nearly as big as Chicago, obviously. not. It's much easier to navigate around. Uh, so I tend to go to box offices and get tickets. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't pay fees. You know, it is irritating because, like, okay, because you and I next weekend are going to see the Meteors next Thursday. We're going to see them. Man, it's only a week away, dude. It is. I'll be there a week tonight. Yeah, we'll be seeing. We, we're going to see the Meteors at the Tip Top, which is a small little 150, 120 cap venue. Um, and the tickets are 20 bucks, But you have – there's no way to get them for 20 bucks. I mean, you have to order them online. You know what I mean? So they end up being, I don't know, 24 bucks, 23 bucks, whatever. I don't care. It's not a big deal. But it is, you know, if, if, when I can, I always still buy paper tickets. I just wads of them all over the place around here. But anyway, yeah, so so I, I had a guy spelling me for a few hours for work just being on call. So I couldn't really drink. And it's a good place not to drink because I think PBRs are 9 or 10. Jesus Christ. It's not quite as bad as House of Blues. Well, it's it's in the neighborhood. It's actually managed by the same company that does a House of Blues. So that gives you an in, in, indication. We get there. Show starts at 7. We get there at quarter after 7, and it's packed. Oh, man, it sounds very similar to my experience, yeah. Just packed. And the first band was the first band was a guy. His name is Jesse Ahern. It's spelled A-H-E-R-N. I assumed it was pronounced Ahern, but it's Ahern. That's Jesse asshole. Ahern. <laughs> 
Well, you know, so, the funny thing is, you know, it, you know what, like last, a couple of years ago, I played like a Lenny Lashley song. Oh, and Jesus, I, yes. And not only did you hate it, but most of our listeners hated it. <laughs> yes, I don't did. think it was, I don't think they hated it quite as much as that John Hinckley song. <laughs> yes, I didn't get good reviews. That did we it? Played recently. <laughs> but it's funny because people were like, oh, that's the worst song I ever heard, but I'm still glad he's putting it out or I'm glad it, you know, it, it yeah. was just kind of fun, right? Um, but when I walked in at 715, he was playing bank robber the great clash song so that was cool that was okay. the only song i knew by him well how was he how was he doing it did he do like it reggae or how did he do it no just like acoustic and like he might have had like a like a pedal for like he make a drum song with was he whiny he had a he had a, dude he was the classic folk singer he had the harmonica hmm. around the neck with the stupid like thing like bob dylan had mm-hmm. um he wasn't bad. Dude, talk about a voice like a double-bottom gravel trailer. He had a real, real gravelly. You know, he did the typical, like, uh, platitudes about being working class and that kind of thing, you know? He couldn't be working from, class. If he was working the, class, he'd have been in an oil band. From the shipping, you know, <laughs> from, like, the shipbuilders of Quincy, Massachusetts, or whatever. Oh, he wasn't He wasn't local? No, no, he's on tour with them. You know, the thing with these big tours, it's easy to bring an acoustic guy with you because it's minimal setup and they can do it real quick. So it's not too uncommon. And Dropkick Murphys love to bring those guys along. Oh, God, yeah, because they didn't do some kind of fucking... uh... Last time we saw him, it was Lenny Lashley's Gang of One. I can't remember. I think he might have the full band. I can't remember. And then... uh... Who's the middle band? I can't. Remember. It doesn't matter. I can't remember. Didn't 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 they do? Didn't they do some kind of like sp- like folk spinoff on the okay, last so, album or something? So, I, so I've seen Dropkick Murphys like ten times, huh. and it's oh, yeah. definitely like law of diminishing returns with me. Like the first time I saw them, I thought it was one of the greatest things. We're going back, you know, twenty years now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah. They started in the late or mid 96 i think they said they started 96 96 i think the first album was 97 98 uh, so i never saw him with mike mccolgan but i've been seeing him since the earliest days the earliest albar days you know yeah yeah um and I, I i genuinely like the first five records and after that it was hit or miss it was some stuff but all the hellcat records are pretty great actually through and the was that was that was uh what, the, the, ga- the gang's all here and i was do or die okay let's see let's see no i can do here uh, do or die, gangs all here. Sing loud, sing proud. Blackout, and the Warriors Code. Those are the first five. Okay. After that, they're now on their own label, which is a BS. It's actually a subsidiary of a major label, but they have to be under their own label so that people don't say, "Why are you on Warner Brothers? You sellouts." You know. Yeah. But they're one of the few. You know, they're like a. a you know, they're a punk festival headliner. They're a big, they're probably one of the 15 punk bands that make a decent living playing music, you know? But it's funny because they'll play for punk rock bowling in front of what, like 10,000 plus people? They're one of the headliners? Yeah. And they're still only playing for 2,000 in Cleveland and Grand Rapids or whatever. Right. Well, 2,000 is a lot when you think about it, though, man. Too much for a punk show, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other thing I was going to ask you. So I walk in there. T-shirts, I think, were 35. There was nothing I even considered buying. Right, right. I probably had like 20 bucks in my wallet. Um, but records. So in in these bigger places and the and the bigger headliners, you know, they won't let the opening bands undercut their stuff. So LPs in there, 40 bucks. 40 bucks for a fucking record? 
I mean, remember that I was complaining the other day about the band that put out their own, and it was 35 and yeah. I balked at it? Yeah. But yeah, 40 bucks for Dropkick Murphy's Records. I don't <laughs> think they were signed or anything. And so the Rumjacks had to sell theirs for that, too, which theirs would normally be. I think they were 20 when I saw them in, in the Pyramid Scheme, when I saw the Rumjacks, I think they were selling their records 20 bucks. So what about Reggie's? Because I think Reggie's, see, these Ticketmaster venues, they take a cut of the merch. Yeah. So they um, drive the prices up. I don't think reggie's does that and i don't think like the intersection does it and the other my other the venues in town that i really like i don't think they do it yeah the the red the um lunatics was 20 bucks and the seven inch was 10 bucks 10 bucks yeah and and that's 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 t-shirts are 20 t-shirts are 20 see see that's that's punk rock prices man t-shirts have been 20 bucks for as long as i can remember um the seven inch prices (laughs) I, i i struggle with a little bit but what are you going to do? You're going to charge seven bucks and just sit there constantly making change. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to, I, you know, and I wanted to support those guys too. Sure. Coming out all the way from Seattle to play one thirty. I mean, they didn't show, come you know? just to play for you, Neil. Well, pretty, pretty much they, pretty much they did, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I hope they sold lots of stuff. Um, I mean, they were, I think, I think they did. I think they, I think they sold a decent amount of merch. I and wonder they, how they, many, I wonder how many people had never, weren't, weren't familiar with them. I think a lot. But I think a lot they, they you know they put on such a good live show that I think they turned people onto them you know what I mean I huh. think, yeah and they had a the big banner behind them so everyone knew who they were <laughs> that's cool so that was good but anyway so, go on. so you saw Jesse so, uh, Jesse arsehole or something Ahern Ahern mm-hmm. and he was fine and then uh, Rumjacks came out the Rumjacks are a lot of fun As a matter of fact I'm gonna play a song right now before I talk about them because okay. I think have you only played two songs or three I've played three. Oh, you played three. Okay. I played none, though, have I? You haven't played the one, no. All right. Let's play some Rum Jacks, Neil. This is Light in the Shadow. This is uh, definitely one of their easier – This just it's a, just a catchy song. It's not the punkest song, but it's a catchy song. So Light in the Shadow. Light in my shadow. <laughs> Like a dog who's at 
you go. Right. Don't ask me what don't ask me what record it's from because I just recognized it when they played it and I don't remember. The band from Australia slash Ireland slash nah, I don't America. think there's any Ireland. I think there's Italian guys in the band. Australian. It was originally Australian. The singer is from Boston, Massachusetts. So why don't they do like fucking some Australian songs? Some Australian drinking working man songs. How do we sleep well pants <laughs> are burning? burning? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, where the river broke, the dead wood, and the something oak. Man, what oak. happened to those guys? I don't know. I saw. I, did I tell you so? I saw them. I saw no, them. No, I saw were, them down in Champagne. They were good, man. The singer was like a big, tall, ball guy. He looked like uh, he was. He looked like a character from a fucking scary movie. He did. Nosferatu. He looked like a, he looked like like he could have played Lurch. Yep. Yeah, he did. He did look like Lurch. I think he ran for uh, political office, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what happened, actually. I think he won. I think he's some kind of... But it was like, what's this platform? Like, we need to give Australia back to the Aborigines or something? Yeah, because that would work really well. What are they going to do? Send all the criminals back to England? (laughs) No, we'll send send them to, I don't know, Chile, Argentina, somewhere like that. But anyway, the Rumjacks were great fun, high energy, played for about 45 minutes. It's funny because I thought they were going to quit after a half hour. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. And they played for 45 it felt a, a hair long, but here's the thing. Like I said, I wasn't drinking, and I didn't have anything to take the edge off me with all these freaking annoying people around me. So tell me whether you the same in Chicago. It was all like dickheads in green shirts. There was, shirts there was and... some of that, Neil, but there was – okay. For example, there was this dude there with his daughter. Now, the thing with this venue, one of the many reasons this venue sucks, the floor is just flat as can be. Mm-hmm. So you got this giant warehouse with a flat floor. Like we took our wives last time to see, I think Dropkick Murphys or something, and and they can't see. You know, it's just it's because it's just it's just so flat. And and then, uh, but there's this guy there with his daughter. She must have been eight years old. Cute. cute oh, girl. don't tell me on his shoulders. No, just no. Yeah, she showed us her. No, it was. Uh, but there, she's just dancing away on the floor, and this dude is just drunken dancing, and he's wearing this pink backpack like a full-size backpack which i don't know how you do that because i swear they have like a clear bag policy right yeah yeah. but he's just swinging this thing around just smashing into people that are just trying to watch the show that was irritation number one i really wanted to lay this guy out and then this long hair guy comes up behind me and he stands way too close to me whatever there's not much room for personal space we weren't in the front so you don't expect to be pushed against too hard yeah yeah but and he starts banging his head, and he's just whipping like my neck with his hair. I'm like, I don't, I'm not moving. It's kind of relaxing. It'll be fine. And then, <laughs> just give you a nice massage. And then there was this couple that sidled up. You know, so Scott and I are standing there. We're two big, do big dudes, and we want, we got obviously have to project our heteroness. So we leave a little gap between us. We're not holding hands, you know. <laughs> Indeed. And so people think they can squeeze between us all the time. And and like this couple comes up and like these like stands right where like I, I like i'm humping her leg and this they're really white trashy and they just start like making out like this is the most erotic thing they've ever <laughs> done in their entire life well uh, tropic murphy's are pretty romantic and then, you know? and, then <laughs> and then there was this woman standing behind us with her boyfriend she was clearly very drunk and she kept pointing to the band and kept sticking her hand between like scott and i's heads like like right but it was like <laughs> Dude, it was just, like I said, no beer to take the edge off. It was just a nightmare. Dude, did they fucking open the mental asylum? I don't know. <laughs> it, was a, it was loonies? a Sunday night, but nobody seemed to care, you know? Dude, they draw a really good crowd, but that's the thing. They, it's not a punk crowd. Yeah. You know, punk punk people sometimes get drunk and act like jerks, 
and don't behave themselves, but they generally know how to behave themselves. Right, because they've, you know I mean? they've been to concerts before, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. This was a concert, yep. you know, not a show. Half these people probably spent the night at a posh hotel downtown, you know, afterwards or whatever. But, so then, like, the Dropkick Murphys, I, I, I honestly, so they, they're returning to their full electric tour, supposedly, that's how they were billing it. They, their last album was a bunch of unfinished Woody Guthrie songs. Yeah, because Woody Guthrie loved um, capitalist bands who charge forty dollars for a t-shirt. Exactly. That's that's what he loved. You know, he he was all about. Well, that and that's what this, the, the name of the album, Neil, was. It had the guitar, and it was written on the guitar. It said, "This machine still kills fascists." Yep. And I think the album probably should have been called. This machine supports some fascists, but not others. But yeah, that's not really as catchy. This machine supports title. capitalism tremendously. Yeah. Well, it's just, but, but you know, so I guess the Dragonbirds are friends with like Woody's grandkid or something. But we'll get to more of the Woody Guthrie thing later. So yeah, they did this like folk album, like acoustic, without Al Bar because Al Bar is uh, apparently off with his ill father, is the way it's being explained. So it was return to the full electric tour. Well, I hope that meant the return of Al Bar, but it in fact did not. So the man comes out. They, first, they have the most bizarre stage setup, especially considering that later in the show, uh, Ken Casey had a little mini rant against the Catholic Church. But there's big these big Virgin Mary statues what and like fuck? crucifixes and candle lit. I mean, it's like they went to freaking Social Distortion's garage. I was going to say, it sounds like they, they stole a bunch of stuff. I was going to say, the, the classic yeah. joke is, you know, we got these from the Pink Floyd garage sale, but these definitely did not come from the Pink Floyd garage sale. So they they come out, and Ken Casey, the former bass player, has some back injuries, apparently, and he can't play the bass anymore. So last time I saw them, he and Al Barr were like co-lead singers. It was pretty douchey, honestly. Um. <laughs> Because here's the thing with Ken Casey's voice. It's he's a good backup singer. He's got a really unique sound, which is kind of fun in small quantities. But he's not a lead singer. Mm-hmm. If, if Ken Casey's voice were a food, it would be bacon. <laughs> it's delicious when you put a little bit on something. It gives everything a little extra flavor, but it's not the only if it's the only protein you ever eat, you're gonna get sick. Wow. So that was pretty deep. And, he's, and it's not strong. He doesn't have a strong voice. Mm-hmm. And he looks – I mean, he can do okay. He can carry a tune. He just doesn't have a strong voice, you know? Yeah. And he looks like – he looks like you're at, like, your company picnic and, like, the f- shipping and receiving foreman has too much to drink or something and <laughs> goes out to do karaoke. Or, like, your uncle at Christmas time who has too much to drink and breaks a move on the dance floor. It was just very – uncomfortable you know al Barr has that sort of presence he just sort of stands there like a badass with his elbow out or whatever ken kind of dances around and 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 he gets into it but it's just not the same man and it's tough because he can't play bass anymore and he's the spiritual leader of the band they need to find room for him in that band Mm -hmm. but lead singer is not it so a lot of the guys kind of like that bass player whoever's playing bass for him does a lot of the helps him out doubles up a lot of his vocals and stuff but the other thing i will say is when you skip in a bunch of times you're always open to hear something different 
this show definitely delivered that in spades. I got to hear some stuff that I'd never heard before, different arrangements, stuff like that. So it actually ended up being a lot better than I feared it would be. What did they play? All new stuff, or did they play some other old classic they stuff? They really, really heavily relied on. When I was talking about those five records I love, they heavily yeah. relied on after that. Oh. They played. Um, they played. Uh, an acoustic version of Skinhead on the MTBA. Is it MTBA? You know, so he never returned. No, he never returned. And his fate is still unknown. Oi, oi, oi. You know that song? Yeah, yeah. I do. Classic for the first album. They did that acoustic, which was different. I give it that. Um, they did, uh, I'm going to play a song later. Uh, later, my probably my favorite song of the night for the first album. Um, but it, it was it was a weird show, but it wasn't a bad show. Like I said, we got to hear a bunch of stuff, but they played three songs off that Woody Guthrie album, oh, and then they played played one their new single. They got a new album coming out in May, and it sounded way too much like the Woody Guthrie album. It's like it, that that influences too much. Oh, was this one? Because they had one this year called like Okama Rising or something. No, that's coming out in May. Yeah, it's coming out. That's oh. that's what the single was from. Yeah, it's coming out. In May. Oh well, I see. Cause it's a it's a pre release. Okay, I see. I know how it feels. I guess it's a single, right? Yeah, it's not very good. It comes out May 12th, yes. And it's another one of those, yeah. L- very, very lyrics sort of... by Woody Guth- Guthrie, yes, because that's what we want. Oh, is it? Is yes. it again? Lyrics by Woody Guthrie, yes. Oh, man, are they doing more of that? Okay, I didn't realize yep. that. Cause yeah, because heaven knows, like... you can, ne- you can have, never have enough of, of some like, twisted old hippie. <laughs> well, uh, he's definitely pre-hippie, dust bowl socialist. <laughs> yes, but, he, you know, yes, he used to he... ride the rails like a, like a true hobo. Well, the thing is, you know, Dropkick Murphy's kind of... the. Their last album I didn't think was actually too bad, called Turn Up That Radio or Turn Up That Volume or Turn That Volume Up or something like that. I, I thought that one was pretty decent. But turn Up The Dial, yes. Turn Up The Dial, because they kind of had dumbed down their sound too much, I think. Like, they had that song, like, The Boys Are Back. You know that song? It's like... I, I did Thin listen Lizzie to that album when it came half out. Their, their, Thin Lizzy called it, they want half their song back. It was just, The Boys Are Back. The boys are back. The boys are back, and there's gonna be trouble. The boys. I mean, it was just so. It was like, can you try not writing a song to play at a hockey game? Now, the interesting uh, thing about that album was they had a song called "Mick Jones Nicked My Pudding." The new album, yeah, or the newest that one that that, that turned Turn up the, the dial. dial. Yeah, which what they the played fuck that. Is that about? Okay, Weird. I guess they were in the studio at the same time, and that son of a bitch stole somebody's pudding. Well, as he would, it's hard to understand. His, yeah. his, well, he needed pudding because he has no teeth, so he he needed it. He needed <laughs> some soft was, pudding. But anyway, so despite all my sort of giving them a hard time, it really wasn't a a bad show. It was a rock concert. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was a rock concert, you know, and it was it was pretty entertaining. They brought out guests a couple of times. They brought out that uh, Jesse Ahern. They brought him oh, out geez. to sing on one song. I think it was the Worker song. You know that one? Oh, We're the fuck. first ones to starve, the first ones to die, first ones to in line for that pie in the sky. You know that one? Even as they're getting forty dollars for each T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for, for made by made by made by those little kids in fucking Chinese, in, in Chinese, China, Chinese, no, Chinese five year olds. They're made by Union Chinese children, Neil. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, like, they, they, the hypocrisy rain. just makes you fucking sick, though, man. Ken I don't did know. go on a, on a bit of a like like sort of lame rant about you know we've always been anti-fascist or and all this stuff. It's like, listen, dude, just be anti-fascist. You know, it, it comes across a little strange when you have to rant about how anti-fascist you are. You know, dude, is he is he is he just copying the fucking Mike Nest uh, rule book right here? 
I mean, is he, uh, is he gonna start singing about old timers next and bringing out <laughs> young kids? About and fighting stuff? in the street songs about fighting in the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus. But uh, yeah. So anyway, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show, and and like I said, you know, I hate to be too hard on Ken because I know he is the leader of the band, and I don't always like where he's taking the band, but it's his band. Do what you want, you know. I want him to just keep making basically do or die over and over again. I know that's not, you know, the, the whole band has turned over since then, except for him. Well, it sounds very similar, Tom, to um, what Anti Flag has turned into. Because Anti Flag, I really like their first two They're albums. They're just like an alt rock band, though. Yeah, they are. I mean, but I really like their first two albums. Die for the Government was great, and uh, that one, New Army, I think. That second New one kind was of great, too. Yeah. New Kind of Army. Those were great records. I will then, even argue, even beyond that, even they made a couple of major label albums. No, we're and okay. they were way better than the ones they're yeah, doing now. The ones they're doing now, like you're right. It sounds like someone you'd hear on alt radio in the 90s. They did one called The Bright Lights of America. It wasn't terrible. And the one before that was even better. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, something about, ra- something about radio free, something, something about radio. Anyway. That, um, might, that was later, I think. But. but this new one, it's so fucking terrible. I mean, it's embarrassingly Songs bad. Songs are long, they're slow, they're boring. Yeah, like I said, it sounds like someone that could have followed Pearl Jam on the radio in 1992. Once again, very preachy, too, where it's like... You gotta figure a clever new way to say some of this stuff. Well, you also can't be. Like, You're not gonna make any converts by beating people over the head with a sledgehammer. Well, you also can't be pimping yourself out if you claim to be anti-capitalist and stuff. You can't be pimping yourself out and again yeah. charging forty dollars for a fucking t-shirt. You just can't do it. Yeah, and well, and, and it comes and, across and as the hollow. Fact, the fact of the matter is, you can't be a punk band really in bed with. Ticketmaster and Live Nation and all that. And that is the thing with the Dropkick Murphys because – and I was saying that the crowd is not really a punk crowd anymore. But if you want that bigger crowd, you have to make – can you do it without making compromises? I I don't know. I don't think so. Not very easily. You can still make make decent music though. You don't have to make shit music. Well, apparently they do. (laughs) Well, and it's not it's not it's not even that bad. Like I said, like some of the, the the last record, not the Woody Guthrie thing. I'm not really too interested in that. It's a that's a, it's a bit of a the the Woody Guthrie thing. Even if it's good, it's it's a bit of a like a, a novelty thing. And you know, okay, you made that one record. You, you keep going with that. I mean, is that it now? Are you uh, well, like a novelty band? Well, and here's what it is too. Billy Bragg. another nickel in, in a Nickelodeon. <laughs> Billy, Billy Bragg already did that twenty years ago. Yeah, he, he already anti- did the Woody Guthrie songbook, and then another saw, million, you know, another millionaire anti-fascist. Yep, yeah, another, yeah, anti-capitalist in his five million dollars seaside mansion. Yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Well, I, I, I don't even know Billy Bragg. He's not, he's not big here. He's oh, just not. He's going to come over here and tell the youth of America what they should do and all oh, the things good. they've done wrong. That's what good. he's, Hopefully that's he'll what he's let, gonna do. Uh, Bob Villain open for him. <laughs> yeah. No, Bob Villain, your favorite. The uh... oh, Bob Villain, yes. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! The, yeah, the tough guy from Derbyshire, yes. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, all right. And I'm, I'm trying to think if I got anything else to say about that. Uh, you know, I guess not. It was we, we we didn't have a bad time, but we weren't drinking, so we didn't have a great time. And but like I said, the show was the show was pretty good, man. I, uh, I I anticipated much worse, so. When you go in with low expectations, that's the key to happiness, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But, well, okay, you kind of knew what you were going to get going in, didn't you? I mean, it didn't I surprise did. you, yeah. They, I mean, I'm trying to think. They played Dirty Old Town, you know. They played. Oh fuck me! Which I heard the tossers do Dirty Old Town like a couple weeks ago. It's like, yeah. yeah, just leave that. Leave that. Black place. Velvet Band, Fields of Athens, Rye. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, 
lot of uh, sort of old classics. Um, and they they encored with Rose Tattoo, Turn Up That Dial. I took a bunch of notes because I was thinking about writing a, a review, but I've kind of got it on my system now. And they finished with the classic Kiss Me, I'm Shitfaced. And the thing I will say that's different, I saw them play some pretty decent-sized clubs, and when they did Kiss Me, I'm Shitfaced, they always invited the crowd on stage. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, no, no shit. Yeah. Maybe it's hard when you're in a place that big. All the stage you probably couldn't get up on this play a shit ton of security too, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to play a good Dropkeeper Murphy song from that first album, Do or Die. Maybe they should have seen if Mike McColgan could go on tour with them. What's he doing? Their original singer. Hmm. He's the fireman or whatever. But when they had, uh, like when the guy from Rum Jacks came up there to sing with them, you, you couldn't help but think, oh, this is kind of a lost opportunity. They should have tried to, they should have brought somebody else with them too. But hmm. anyway. All right. So this is from the first album, Do or Die. This is Barroom Hero. Face down in the gutter, won't admit defeat Though his clothes are soiled and black He's a big strong man with a child's mind Don't you take his booze away
All right, and Dropkick Murphy's there with Barroom Hero, which I think sounds we like, might have played before, but that's okay. It sounds like your Irish friends, Neil. Face down in the gutter, won't accept defeat, <laughs> won't admit defeat. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, Lydia asked me once, she goes, you know, oh, the Great Potato Famine, you know, right? Okay, Great Potato Famine. Yeah. So, like, it's an island. Why didn't they go fishing? And I was like, I don't know. It's like, can't have, can't it's have like, fish without chips, Neil. Why, why were they all starving when they could have gone fishing? I don't know, Lydia. I don't know. Why didn't they just eat Lucky Charms, Neil? And why, yes, yeah. I just thought there's some grows out bushes over there. Yeah, pop, pop open a box of Lucky Charms. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you did. So we both went to uh, St. Patrick's Day themed. And there was a, with, with a lots of like Irish decorations up in the place. I don't think so. No? Yeah, maybe they had some special Irish drinks for like fourteen dollars. There you go. Yes, yeah. That green. Jameson and Seven Up, the most classic Irish drink there is. Jameson and Seven Up with some with some green uh, food coloring in it or something. Speaking of, I'll tell you what. I need to take a pause. Give me about three minutes. Okay. I'm gonna go get another drink. Okay. My wife, they're not allowing her to stay at the hospital, so she's coming home. So. Okay. Party time. Man, I, I, I appreciate the fact that you've taken me away from my life here for a minute, but give me a minute. So you're going to have to get shit-faced is what you're telling me. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> okay. between the lines. Yep. Okay. All right, just a second. Okay. So while Tom's gone, everybody, I'm going to tell you about the last time I went to see the Dropkick Murphys, or kind of did. So again, it was around about St. Patrick's Day. It was probably about five years ago because I was with my old girlfriend, Susie, and um, Tiger Army were opening up for them. And it was at it was at the Aragon or one of those big places, like two and a half thousand seat or whatever, or two and a half thousand capacity in Chicago. And um, we went in. Tiger Army was opening, so um, we got there early, and because you know I love Tiger Army, so uh, Tiger Army go on, and they were great. But it was weird seeing them in, on such a big stage because only being a three piece. You know, Nick plays guitar and there's a stand-up bass and a drummer. That's it. So it was weird seeing them lost on this huge stage. They don't really translate particularly well on a big stage. But anyway, they played and they were great. And uh, I was wearing, from the very, very early days of Tiger Army, um, they had like a tattoo-style T-shirt, which was like a tiger, basically, a tiger and a woman entwined, right? She's naked and Tiger's like, you know, giving it to her, I guess. Um, Very tattoo-style. And it says Tiger Army Psychobilly. And anyway, some guy, like, huge guy in a kilt, fucking lurches up to me. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking good. I'm going to have to fight this guy here. And Susie's fucking terrified because she thought I was going to have to fight this, like, six foot four guy. And he fucking kisses me on the forehead. <laughs> it was... It was the weirdest, the weirdest fucking thing I've ever, I've ever happened to me at a gig uh, before. So yeah, that was that was odd, and Susie was amazed. Dropkick Murphys came on. I probably only stayed probably twenty minutes because uh, before they came on, they had a video, and they might do this at all our shows. I don't know. But they had a video about themselves. I mean, it was it was so Spinal Tap, I, I couldn't believe it. So they had this video about themselves and about how the band had formed and stuff like that. So it was like, Jesus, self-aggrandizement, that's amazing. And then when they came on stage, they had like rises and stuff. So the bass player was on his own that came up from the stage and so was the guitar player and stuff. It was like, it was like seeing fucking Spinal Tap. I expected them to come out on in pods that opened up like Spinal Tap. So I left after about 20 minutes and was kind of glad that I did. It was, uh, I did not enjoy that. I mean, I enjoyed Tiger Army, but it was expensive to see Tiger Army. And uh, 
And that was my that was my trip to Dropkick Murphys about five years ago. Have you been telling a story while I was there? I have, I have. I was telling a story about seeing the Dropkick Murphys with uh, with my old girlfriend with Tiger Army were warming up for them. And Where was that House Blues? Uh, no, it was at like it was like the Aragon or the other uh, one down there. All right, like I won't make you tell I won't make you tell the whole story again because you know. Yeah. People have already heard it. Yeah, yeah. No, but when the guy kissed me on the head, it was extraordinarily strange. So, mm. Anyway, but, but 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 homoerotic also strangely moving. Actually, not because he was wearing a kilt. It was extraordinarily disturbing, uh, and I thought he was going to beat my ass for a second. What was he? What did he have under it, Neil? Uh, we didn't get to see that. Thank God. Psh, whatever. So, yes. <laughs> Liar. Was it you? Was it he you or Scott? Think, me does think you just <laughs> protest too much, Neil. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So fuck the so we got our, Murphys. we got our. There we go. There's your St. Patrick's Day fix. Yeah, yeah. and it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So we've got another day of this to get through. Of fake yes. Irish bullshit. So I'll be sure to wear orange tomorrow to work. Yes. Yep. Up the yeah, orange. Yes. Um, so what else have you been up to, Thomas? Apart from this depressing stuff? Um, not a ton, man. Not a ton. Just All trying right. to sort of keep my head above water, as they say. All right. Well, I'll tell you what I did last Saturday. So before... Yes. The we talked about this, our last solo episode, so we'll follow up on it a little bit. Yeah. So, um, our friend, so this was Saturday before the Dropkick, Mur- uh, Dropkick Murphys, before I went downtown to Reggie's to, to see the um, Drown show. So that morning, so, okay, so Loud Pizza, uh, Mike, Mike Weinberg, Sexy Baby, Mike, um, his record store opened last Thursday. They had their soft opening, um, which I was not able to go to. Um why was I not able to go to it? There was something happened last Thursday. Probably because you're exhausted from helping them set up. Yeah, I helped them set up on Wednesday, but I couldn't. You'll I, only close to hard openings. I did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Really? <laughs> you went to go to the drink, and that's what you came up with. Very okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. my A material. <laughs> yeah, that's the A material, yeah. So anyway, they had the soft opening on Thursday, and supposedly it did very, very well. They did. They sold a ton of stuff, and it went excellently, apparently. Good. But I arranged with Alan, um, Duck Disc, Dr. Disc from Goldmine, to go meet him up there on Saturday. And that's a long drive for him. But I guess he was going to interview Mike and do a little article for Goldmine, right? So uh, I told him I'd meet that's him. That's cool. Yeah, and it's only a half-hour drive for me. So nice, nice to get a little, you know, I like to have, I like to, when he helps our pals get publicity, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so we went up there. There we go. That sounds good. Um and it's a Scottish stout, not an Irish one, so it's all good. Um, so we got up there at 10, just as he was opening. In fact, we got there early, and he wouldn't let me in, the son of a bitch. Said he was working on something, so. He wouldn't let you in? The guy who literally helped him set up earlier? Right? I thought that, too. I Dude, you should have threw a brick through the window. I thought, That's I thought that was way. pretty shitty, yeah. So we had to stand outside for 10 minutes looking like fucking plebs. Like, um, man, I wish I smoked cigarettes. <laughs> so. So I had something to do. But anyway, so Alan gave me so remember that uh, Naked Reagan uh, signing they did at the bookstore mm-hmm. that, that I refused to go to. Um, he got me a poster for that, so oh, that's he cool. gave me a poster, and he also gave me um, that new Drown single, the split with oh, Pliskin. Nice. Yeah, so I actually had that before I went to the show, which is cool. But hey, anyway, tell your daughter to shut the hell up. Would yeah, you? I don't. I think she's she got yeah she got uh, her dyed gray today. I don't know why people want to get the her dyed my color. Lydia, why did you get your hair dyed my color? What's How up with that? I know you were talking about me. Yeah. Well, we can hear you fucking your yelling. Your ears are outside. burning. Oh, well, 
you know. Yeah, why you, carries. Why'd you get my hair dyed? Oh, your hair dyed my color. But it's like uh, a platinum gray. I see lots so of young women do it. look better than you. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Get the hell out. Oh, wait, that's a compliment. Yeah. Hi, you're a cunt. There you go. Neil, you should... That's nice. That's nice. You should, you should take your white hair and put, like, a colored streak down it. Just to embarrass her. There you go. I'll put some green in it for St. Patrick's Day. How's that? There you go. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Um... So anyway, we go in there at 10 o'clock and uh, Mike is interviewing, uh, no, Alan is, Alan is interviewing Mike and his lovely wife, Jerry, is in there too. Does he have like one of those big, long microphones, like from the seventies, like with a big giant (laughs) tape recorder? Dude, he should do, with like a huge ass, like fairy thing on it on the top, right? The the wind thing. Um, Yeah, he should do that. That would be funny. Uh, And he took photos and he took some video and stuff, but uh, they got a really good selection of new vinyl. You know, it's pretty much all punk and punk adjacent. Mm. Um, and they have a pretty decent used section, at least they did, but they keep selling out of all the, all the used mm. stuff. Because a lot of it's mics and a lot of it's mic stuff that Mike So we need to bring up some of our used stuff, huh? Yeah, maybe. But it's stuff he's accumulated over the years. So um, I bought three things there that day, all from the used section. I bought a couple of uh, uh, lower class brats and I bought a. Psychobilly band called the Quanabats. I bought their first album, sure. which he had. Decent prices, you know, not super expensive. He goes by Discogs pretty much for pricing. Um, while we were in there, like probably about 10 other people came in, like wandered in, neighborhood people and stuff, you know, people with kids. Because they have a video yeah. game in there too. They have like Galaxians or something ask, like that. Ask if they can use the bathroom. Uh, no, none of that, luckily. <laughs> like, they were buying stuff. You That's know, right, they're not in the city. He's not in the city. Yeah, he's not in the city. No homeless wandering in. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, I saw people buying Beastie Boys records and, and some other stuff. So it was, oh, the cat came in great. Um, yeah, so they seem to be doing really, really well. And he said, I, he talked to me last night and he said that uh, he's basically sold out of almost all his used stuff. So hmm. that's good. You know, so they're, they're, they're doing good. and Well, maybe we could do a live show from there at some point. Well, he's talking about that. He's talking about maybe, because he used to he used to put on bands in the city. So he's talking about yep. getting some bands to come and play up there and stuff. And he's mentioned a couple of times us doing a live podcast from there. But, you know, I have to tell him that it's not like if we do a live show, it's not like we're going to pull in like a huge crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the local, all the local punctilite eye listeners will like be storming in, you know. Yeah, it is a weird thing. Us. Everybody's kind of spread out all over the place. Yeah, then we'll get some of our Congolese well, I think, listeners. But I do think a lot of them are going to... I do think that small-town Indiana is going to get a real influx of people for our thing in May. Because it seems like people are going to come from all over for that. So Yeah, so many people are liking that that post on the Queers thing, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's going to be... I think that place is going to be fucking packed. Actually. Well, it's going to be outside. There's room for a lot of people. Okay. Well, we better get pride of place. We better get free beers all night. God damn it. We get... Yeah, we'll see. Matt's Matt's shelling out a pretty good amount of pretty good amount for this thing. I bet. I bet. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, anyway, I was gonna. You know, it's funny because I forgot. Because I actually, my plan was between now and then I was gonna play a queers, a queers, a Ramones cover song every week between now and then. So, but I forgot. So I'll start next week. Yeah, you got a way to go for that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's um, about two months. Yes. Yeah, so why do you play another song? Because you had something on here that I'm kind of interested in. Because um, tell me, tell me about those these hunting lions, folks. Okay, so I just I just got this record from Pirates Press. It's what bands are they from? Roadside Bombs, Swingin' Utters. I didn't really recognize any of the individual names of the guys in the band, but it's like a bunch of Bay Area bands doing just that classic Bay Area punk thing, man. It's it's five songs. 
It's weird. It's Pirates Press doing their thing again, right? They get, they recorded a ten song album. They seem to and, love EPs of Pirates, and they Press, split don't it they? up into like I think it's the light and the dark or something. And and this one is the dark, and it's black vinyl. Uh, it's got a kind of a fold around cover, and then it's got etched on the back. Oh, okay. Uh, so all the songs are on one side, and it's it's cool, man. But but. I struggle with the idea of stretching all this stuff out. Like instead of one album, it's going to be two albums. I don't know, but they must, that must be a good business model for them because they keep kind of, kind of doing that. Same thing with like Bishop's Green last year. They basically had like 12 songs they put out, but it was on two LPs, you know? It's almost like two, well, it's EPs at that point, isn't it? It, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, five songs. It's an EP, definitely. But like I said, they kind of just split the, but anyway, it's a cool concept. One is white wax etched, one is black wax etched. (laughs) <laughs> easy for you to say Wait, say that black wax etch black wax but it's it's real cool stuff and like i said i don't recognize any of the individual names but it's 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 swinging unders roadside bombs man it's it's now all of a sudden i'm blanking on it but it's a bunch of san francisco bay area bands so anyway yeah check this uh check this new song out this is called kota or kings of the avenue by Hunting Lions. Bye. 
Alright, hunting lions there with King of the Avenue. Not hunting lions, it's hunting lions, everybody, yes. so don't make that mistake. I um, googled, I, you know, it's funny, I googled, or I was on YouTube, I wanted to see what songs they had videos for. Mm-hmm. This one they have a, like, a professional video for. So I put hunting lions in there, it's just all these people shooting lions. Oh no! Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Which I also enjoyed. How depressing. <laughs> just kidding, I didn't watch it. How depressing is that? Yes. Did he beat them to death with tie rinds, Tom? That's the uh, that's, that's the question. <laughs> I mean, a real man, it, I'll tell you what, dude. If you hunt lions and you go out there with a tire iron, oh, I Oh, Jesus mad, Christ, cat. Fuck. Mad, mad respect to anyone who fights a lion with a tire iron. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say that about deer hunting, too. Like, yeah, like with my, a tire my ancestors, Neil, the Indians, they would just sit in the tree. When the deer came, they would just jump on its back with a knife. Now, that's hunting. <laughs> Your ancestors, oh, not, my God. Not, not, not 200 <laughs> yards away with a high-powered rifle. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to come over and see my you. Ancestors, the, my ancestors, the Dutch. <laughs> yeah, the, the Potawatomi, as the, from, scare, from their casino, they were hunting lions. Scare away the... Uh, the deer with the click clack of their wooden shoes. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. What what animals are uh, home for the Dutch? I'm not quite sure. Um, swing butters, roadside bombs, beltones, U.S. Beltones, another great one. Yeah, Tiger Army. Who who in this was from Tiger Army? For fuck's sake. Oh, I hope it's our buddy JDJD who listens. No, I don't think so. We'll ask oh. him, but I'm sure he'd have told me about it. Cause, yeah, probably. Yeah. He probably would have mentioned that if he had a new superstar band coming yeah, out. Yeah, I think he would have. Yeah, I think he would have mentioned that. What's shout the... out to shout out to our buddy JDJD, who is the original, like he's like the original Tiger Army bass player. Yeah, right? of it, the original Tiger Army bass player. Or real yeah. early on. Yeah, from that first EP that's worth a lot of money. Um, what's that? What's that French oi band? Lion's Law, right? Lion's Law, yeah, yeah. Hunting Lion's Law. There you go. Yeah, this is this is just a classic punk sound, man. I th- I definitely think you'll dig this. You should, you should check it out. I don't know. I think it comes out Friday. It comes out St. Patrick's Day. Well, and the video is great too, but it's that classic American car culture. So everyone's mm-hmm. got like old fifties and sixties uh, hot rods yep. and stuff. It's a it's a cool video, but it makes me very jealous. Because yeah, it's a cool. Cool stuff, man. I just want to, you know, they sent me that. I'll probably do a review of it at some point, but I want to uh, share that with you. It comes out Friday, so by the time this episode's out, it'll be it'll be out there. It's not embargoed or anything. So, so Ben Coleman. I don't know any of these names to be honest. Yeah, I didn't either, Neil. I didn't recognize any of the names. Well, and you know, it's not the singer from the Beltones, right? Because he sounds like Rrr. yeah. So, oh, oh my God, the guy playing guitar, Jeremy Catrambone. And it's trombone with trombone with CA in front of it. That's weird. Christopher Nascimento, Greg Utter on drums. That must be the uh, the Swingin' Utters guy on drums. Ah, yes. And Jesse White on guitar. But I thought the Swingin' Utters were to the point where pretty much the singer was the only one in the band constantly. I wonder if that's the original drummer or something. See, they're, they're, playing, they're playing the Metro again. They're playing with... Uh, Who's the band from the East Coast? Uh, Bouncing Souls. Bouncing yeah. Souls, yeah. They're doing a thing with Bouncing Souls again. I don't know if you're thinking of coming in for that. I re- See, here's the thing, man. I really liked Bouncing Souls, but they're another one where they haven't made an album I've cared about for quite a few years. Yeah. But yeah. they mostly play all their stuff from like around 2000. It's a good bill, though. Them, Swinging Others, and then there's a couple of other bands, too. Yeah, I, I got I to gotta kind of... I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see here. I mean, I'm sure I'll be to the city once or twice here. Well, then GBH. Some... GBH for sure, right? Well, either in Detroit or Chicago. Once again, right. I, I have some. I have some. Uh, what did Chicago lot, do to hurt your feelings, man? We got a lot going on. What did we on do? Did, 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 got a lot going on. And the fact of the matter is, 
I made the right move not coming to Chicago last weekend because literally my car broke down the following Monday. So it was. Was it that Black Flag show that, that's turned you off? Uh, that's Dude, turned you off coming to Chicago that ever Black again? Flag show, <laughs> that Black Flag, the, the My War tour thing. Yes. He's coming for that. He's playing in Flint. Oh, like they don't have enough problems with poisoning their children with the bad water. <laughs> and now they get Black Flag playing two sets. Can we give and them some bad water, you think, and, and and poison them? You know, if a great punk band came to Flint, which is about a two-hour drive, I would totally go. But you, I can't imagine going on a Wednesday night to Flint to watch. You know, I, I saw Neil on one of our, our posts. Somebody put something about Mike Vallely on there. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. On our Facebook page, Punk Till I Die podcast group, which if you're listening yeah, to this. Yeah, oh, join, join the group. It's fun. If you're listening to this, you should be part of it. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, and also, one more thing before I lose my train of thought. I still have some stickers. So if you want some stickers, uh, private message us your address. We'll send you some stickers or emails, of course, punktillidie77 at gmail. I had a, a, I'm going to send some out to Texas tomorrow. So. Oh, so, yeah, we got a, that was a new message we got on the Facebook yeah. message board, right? Yeah, that was so, a good one. Yeah, so um, – yeah, so if you want some stickers, we still have some. We're still it's been a long time since I sent you out. So and I know we picked up some new listeners, so don't be afraid to reach out. Daddy Warbucks, aka Neil, <laughs> Liverpool Neil is glad to buy more if we need some more. So Yeah, yeah, I'll get I'll get more stickers. Um and also T shirts and stuff available at loudpizza.com. That's right. That's right. T and in fact I'm gonna do some more merch soon. In fact, chime in on the Facebook group what merch you would like to see whether it be like koozies or fucking keychains or patches or hats or something so chime in because I'm undecided on what to make I want a backwards baseball cap I'm th- well I'm I'm thinking like a Dickies jacket would be cool like but we would have to make very few of them that would be and cool that would be a short run yeah they would have to be done to order as well like you'd have to order one you yeah. know and, and pay for it up front before we get them because it would probably be like 70 bucks a piece I would imagine but you could, ch- very you could cool. choose you could choose either Tom or Neil on front <laughs> yes you can get other. one like yes yes exactly exactly but you know what the, but those are a good jacket and they last for a long time I, I, I don't think I mean I wouldn't mind paying for it that's a nice piece of but that's a nice piece of merch too I mean that's a nice piece of kit that's not I like a throwaway be, like a t-shirt I won't be happy until until the Punk Tide Dad podcast, until Neil and I are basically like like later members of Suicidal Tendencies. Where we're wearing underwear. Wait, yes. We're wearing like the Punk Tide t shirt, the Punk Tide shorts, Punk Tide socks. Dude, have you seen the amount of band socks you can get at these days? It's amazing. Like yeah. every band has fucking socks. I have some Misfit socks and I have some uh, Santa Cruz with the screaming hand. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure they're unauthorized. I've got some Clash socks, believe it or not. Lydia bought them for me for Christmas. Well, they're stupid expensive. Yep. I mean, you know, to buy one pair of $20 socks. I well, mean, the, the stance, the, the ones made by Stance are actually really nice quality socks. Right. Yeah, they are. Well, really you nice. know, I'm a big I'm a big wearer of the Vans slip-on, so I don't yes. even care what wearing socks. Oh, you, you fucking swamp foot. Dude, my feet. My was feet that your Indian like... name? Was it swamp foot? Was, it, was, my... that, was that your uh, Native American name? My feet smell like roses. Roasting chestnuts over an open fire. That's and how good they smell. And rose no, I, even though I sometimes get those, like they call them the no-show socks, and they're really super girly looking. Like yes. if you just see the those by themselves, yes. Like inside the shoes, you can't see them, obviously. But yeah, yeah I do look like a bit of a ballerina. If I'm really- <laughs> <laughs> Tom, that's the first thing I think when I see you is ballerina. That's the first thing that comes to yes, mind. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's it's really not, good. You're not man. alone. <laughs> that's pretty good. You're not alone. Punk all rock right. socks. That's all we need. Um, Where are we at? Where are we at, dude? We're we're getting we're getting close to the end. Yes, are we? Yeah, we okay. are. Sure. Um, Great, I get to go back to my life. Uh, yeah, we have two more songs to play, though. Okay. Um, well, I, I want to save mine one for last. Yeah, this song. I'm actually going to play another drown song. 
So okay. this was off of uh, Lu Lunatics, right? Lunatics? Yes. Yeah. So this was off of Lunatics, and it's one of those songs that doesn't get much publicity, I guess, because we haven't played it before. But this song is called The Working Dead, and I'm going to dedicate this oh. one to you. Good one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Drowns with The Working Dead. From where I go to kneel down To the center for photo projections A heavy-handed letdown Working for a watch While time is running out I'm counting every second down Because I let too many pass me by Everybody's racing for the red light Chained to a desk and chasing deadlines I'm not slaving for a pension But an illegal rate Minimum wage. I'm out at the front desk. Smoke with the boys on the loading dock. They're back into the warehouse. To catalog the barcodes and the black stock. I wonder if they see me. I wonder if they notice me. Oh, the phantom of the stock room. Another faceless shadow in these halls. Everybody's racing for the red light. Chasing deadlines I'm not slaving for a pension But in a legal way I'm the working dead for minimum wage Even more working class than Billy Bragg. You know? Well, I was about to say that. So, you know, these these guys actually can talk about that because they all have real jobs, unlike probably. Drug okay, now my wife's staying, Neil. Now my wife's staying. Oh, well, there you go. And then we got another six hours then. But dude, I'm just, gonna sit, I'm just going to sit here and just drink myself stupid. <laughs> go. Just <laughs> crawl under my electric blanket and just. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, dear. Tom, you don't sound very happy. We're going to have to tend to Tom. Well, no, it's, it, it's, it's a. It's a difficult situation. You know, this is definitely one of those, you know, sickness and health, rich or poor type yeah. of situations. Because the fact of the matter is, I'm super good at, like, doing the busy work of supporting what needs to be supported. But I don't – I'm not super good at unpacking, helping other people unpack their emotional baggage, you know? Yeah, and unfortunately, as you get to – I mean, you're not as old as me, but you're getting up there. This is unfortunately what you're going to have to face. I mean, I've yeah. you know, I lost my mom and dad over the last ten years. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that's the shit that you're going to be fa you're going to be facing with a lot of this probably over the next five or ten years. Unfortunately, my friend. Yeah. So no, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. And like I said, I'm fine. I'm more worried about my wife and my kids, of course. Yeah. Was she was was uh, she really close with them? Uh. Yeah, I mean she was she's close to their folks. And like I said, I'm I'm and her mom especially. So and her mom is, you know, it'll be it'll be a little tricky, but it'll be all right. Yeah. Now will she she won't like want to move in or something, will she? I mean Dude, does, if she moves in, I'm moving out. Does she does Cheryl have sisters and stuff that can help take care of her and stuff? 
Yeah, she's she's one of she's got three living siblings. She's one of four living siblings. Yeah, and they're but they're all pretty useless. Oh boy. No, nah, that's not entirely fair. They're they're just it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, I got you. My, my right. wife's definitely the closest thing they have to a, a caretaker. Not that they need a, not that they needed like a full time caretaker, but you know, she was the one who took care of her. She's the one who takes mom grocery shopping. Well, I mean, it, it's crazy because I always said, you know, when my mom and dad were alive, I was like, well, my mom should go better go first because, you know, she'll be useless without my dad because he did everything for her. Huh. But it actually well, yeah, but your dad probably couldn't cook or clean. He'd probably right. be worthless without her too, right? Well, it actually turned out to be just the opposite. He passed, and she was she took everything on. Man, she learned to do all this stuff that he'd done, mm. but she learned how to do it from paying bills to doing all this stuff. And she became a fucking trooper for like ten years. You know, she had breast cancer, she had a breast removed, and she had two knee replacements and didn't complain mm. once. You know, she do her exercise. She was just amazing. So mm. um, it's amazing how these things. And she had a good life right till the end. Oh yeah, too. completely nice. up until like a, you know up until she went into hospital basically. My uh, my mother-in-law might just thrive once my father-in-law's gone. Oh. Just because, you know, he hasn't been well. He doesn't really leave the house. And gotcha. she's she's a little more spry. Yeah, maybe I mean, she'll be more social and get out a bit more. I yeah. mean, she ain't going to, you know, make the Olympic team, but she's... Uh, <laughs> you mean you're not going to put her out for the for basketball got, or something? She's got her quilting friends. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. It's always what good happens to at be... quilting camp stays at quilting camp, you know? I guess, yeah. Don't pull a cross-stitch, whatever you do. Exactly. Yeah. But, so, uh, wait. I don't know. Are we, have we reached the end? If if so, I have a good sag. Speaking of old geezers dying off, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it is a good sag. So I guess we should bleed right into it and not ignore it. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. So it's funny because I I I, I am a pretty big fan of the weirdos. You? Um. I, okay. So tell me. So um, I only really know the one or one or two songs. Are they one of those classic early California punk bands that dev- never really recorded much? Well, I think they recorded, but I don't think they ever put out a proper album. It's funny. I was going to ask you the same thing. So so they have a collection, a two-album collection, separate LPs. One's called – or CD, whatever you, whatever you got. It's called – one's called – oh, my gosh, Neil. <laughs> Pour me another Bacardi and soda, my friend. One's called Weird World Volume 1, and the other one's called Weird World Volume 2. And I think they have subtitles. One first one might be called We Got the Neutron Bomb, and the other one – I don't remember something – which I think collects the vast, vast majority of their stuff. And then they had a, like a classic EP called Destroy All Music. Yeah, that was the first EP yeah, on Bump. And then and you can get like an expanded version of that too. So I think that's – that's and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody somebody knows much better than I do. Um, but yeah, I don't think they ever recorded like a proper LP. Well, I'm looking now. It says they had an album on Bump in 1979. I think that was Destroy All Music, wasn't it? No, this is called Who, What, When, Where, Why. It almost looks more like an EP. It had six songs okay. on it. It only had okay. six songs, so forget that. That's not an album. I don't but know anyway, the, the stuff's out there collected. and uh, But I did not – they're one of those bands where, like I said, I like them. I like them quite a bit. Matter of fact, I pretty much like everything I ever heard by him, but I'm not an expert on them by any stretch. And a matter of fact, I didn't know the guitar player's name until he passed. Yeah. What was his name? Something Nick's maybe. <laughs> yes, you can tell we do our research on the yes, show. Yes, yes. Well, Dix, Dix, Denny. Dix, Denny. Yep, Dix. First name Dix, D-I-X. Yes, and uh, anyway, so yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. And once again, I'm not going to pretend like I know the guy personally or have any like you know any feeling for them beyond the fact that I always just always enjoyed the band. Yeah. 
So I'm going to play their biggest their biggest hit, Neil. Okay. Hit. I use the term loosely. This would be from 1978. 1978. This is We Got the Neutron Bomb. That was the weirdos with uh, the classic We Got the Neutron Bomb. Which, Tom, do you remember what the deal with the Neutron Bomb was at the time and why it was such a big deal? 78? No, the I actual don't. New, the Neutron Bomb. Yeah, so the Neutron Bomb, the thing that was amazing about it, supposedly, was that it would kill people, but it would leave the buildings standing. Ah. <laughs> so, so the conquering power could move right in. See, I thought that was kind of just like a generic term, like I like what we dropped on... Japan could be called a neutron bomb. That was a nuclear bomb. Well, yes. So the neutron, okay. yeah, the, yeah, the, like that. But that was the thing. I don't know if it was true, but that was the thing mm. about the neutron bomb. It was supposed to kill people but leave buildings standing. I don't know see how now, that would be, see, but see now if that actually worked, Russia would totally do that in the Ukraine, right? Yeah, probably. 
Because there's the only reason they haven't won this war is because they don't want to totally destroy all the infrastructure. But, well, it's not the only reason. I mean, it seems like their military is kind of shit, to be honest. Yeah, I think they, I think morale is probably not that great. Yeah, I think they completely overestimated uh, what they were going to do or underestimated the... Uh, the resolve of the, the Ukrainians. resolve of the Ukrainians. It's almost yes. like the U.S. and Vietnam, isn't it? It's they, they it's underestimated similar. the resolve of the Ukrainians and the two hundred billion so far that we've sent <laughs> over there. Yeah, that too, and all the weapons that we've sent over there. Yes, in, including some drones. Fucking hell, drones! They're fucking everywhere. Yeah, that, oh, did Jesus. you see that? The, a MIG and a drone. Yes. Collided over the Black Sea. So they didn't shoot it down on purpose. That was a collision. That's that's what I'd heard. I I don't I don't I, I'm really not very good at keeping track of world news anymore, but there are there is a growing concern that we're going to have World War Three. So what over a fucking drone? Over just in general, I think proxy. We're, we're fighting a proxy war again, like we did in the Cold War, sort of, aren't we? Kinda. Yeah, we are. I I don't know. Listen, I'm too old to get drafted, but I have two draft age sons. Well, I wouldn't like to see them get drafted. So when we were fighting in Korea and fighting in Vietnam and stuff, were the so were the it would have been the Soviets back then? Were they supplying the Viet Cong with weapons? Well, the Chinese obviously. The Chinese were. were I don't yeah. know if the I don't know what the Soviets are doing. Hmm. I don't know. The only thing I know about Vietnam is I used to be able to get those boots really cheap in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't afford Doc Martens. Out, I yes. had to. <laughs> I couldn't afford the Doc Martens. I had the Vietnam leftovers. It is funny though. In the early '80s, now you being you you growing up more in the '70s, how much like Vietnam cast a huge shadow over our lives still in the '80s. Oh sure. And, and you know not anymore. Now I mean the Vietnam vets are in their '70s now and they're dying off and whatnot. But yeah, it was a huge had a huge influence on us. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I mean, we still. I mean, well, when I was growing up, when I was small, especially in the in the '60s and early '70s, fucking World War Two had only been 18 years before. For God's sakes. Yeah. Me being born, right? My brother was like 10 years away from World War Two, so there was still a lot of bomb sites and stuff. That that shit's still gone. But it's funny in the early '80s when I was in college, and you know, you go to, then when you used to have real army surplus stores, right? Um, we used to buy a lot of ex-German military stuff. Really? I mean, stuff you couldn't get anymore. I, I mean, can... we've already we've already covered how cool the German Nazi uniforms were and how much better they were than the American uniforms. I don't think we need to really get into that anymore. Well, no, no, this no, this wasn't World War II stuff. This was it's like this... it's a joke. It, it's not a joke, but it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, but you you could buy that stuff. Yeah, in, in there, but they also had like you know the German army from NATO in the nineteen eighties and stuff. They had yeah. real again. They still had really cool uniforms. So I had a pair of German army uh, paratrooper boots with uh, steel toe caps, and I had some. I think I had a German German paratrooper pant. Uh, not parachute pants sounds different, but they were like military pants, just like, hmm. you know army pants. Yeah, I used to, it's funny. I don't wear that stuff anymore, but I used to love military super stuff. I used to yeah. get like. A, Israeli military stuff like they had these like tan boots that were pretty cool yeah all their stuff was like deserty of course but because they don't really have real army surplus stores anymore do they I mean they used to be everywhere there's a couple in town but yeah they do feel kind of inauthentic anymore like all the stuff's new yeah yeah they might have like they might have like some Fred Perry or something also (laughs) Doc Martens or something in there well that classic like was it the M65 jacket like the khaki like went over the hip like went to the hip or the thigh jacket Man, we used to buy those. A lot of you see those a lot of punk shows too. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. You did. You see a lot of military surplus back in the day. Like I said, that was, for me, it was it was like I said, I couldn't afford Doc Martens. I bought those military. I bought those Vietnam boots for like thirty bucks. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean that 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 used to be standard wear, right? You see Watty wearing like camouflage pants and stuff. Yeah. Tucked into boots. You know that used to be. You don't see that anymore at all, actually. Yeah, camouflage has kind of gone the way of the buffalo. Well, it's it's pretty. Uh, I mean, the the punk look, and I'm doing you know I'm doing a rabbit ears here with my fingers, but it's basically just a fucking hooded sweatshirt and jeans now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, well, there's you, very little imagination that goes the into era the look. You grew up in it was definitely a sharper dressed look. I mean, they, when I when it with me, it was just I, I, you know I I've been more or less dressed in the same way since I was in like eighth grade, seventh grade, when I started like got my paper out and I started doing my own. Clothes. I mean, Levi's jeans, jean jackets, leather jackets. That's you know, that was really the wool paints, wool paints, and some feathers in your hair. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. On that note, Adam Ant took his look from you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Mister Potawatomi. Anyway, so what did we hit? All the big points, right? We Don't hit forget. them all, Tom. We yes, hit the the Jory Moon birthday bash May nineteenth in Logansport. <laughs> so hold on. Uh, so loud, hold on, hold on, hold on, pizza, hold on, hold on, hold on. T-shirts. Before you get serious, so let's see who we insulted tonight. We insulted Native Americans. We insulted the Irish. We insulted yeah, uh, gypsies. We ins- who else did we insult? Pakistanis. Maybe. Pakistanis. The Dutch. Uh, Dutch. Yes, <laughs> American Indians. First people. Excellent. We had, man, we had, we're equal opportunity. Yes. Yeah. We insult everybody. Anyway, we appreciate you listening, everyone. But yes, as and, Tom uh, was saying before I rudely interrupted him, yes, loudpizza.com, buy our t-shirts. Um, if there's any new listeners out there, hopefully there are some, and uh, join our Facebook group and yep. yeah, email us. Send us your, like I said, send us your address. We'll send you some stickers. Yeah, free no stickers. questions asked. Yep. We will not uh, sell your name to... Ticketmaster or something, so they can <laughs> harass you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We have um, no. We have no list other than this notebook where I write everything down. Tom's, so. Tom's notebook of addresses. He's yes. He's yes. making a note of where you live, and he'll use it one day. Damn it. Exactly. All right. Anyway, well, yeah, thanks, to thanks, listen, Neil. I tell you what, Neil, it was good to talk to you, man. It lifted yep. my. Like I said lifted my spirits. I'm gonna go back to the real world now. Probably listen to some music. Hopefully, everything. Uh, I don't know if it's going to get better, but hopefully it gets. Now, the only thing it'll I'm, it'll it'll be resolved at some point. That's what I will Tom, say. The only thing I'll say, and this is going to be really depressing and note to go out on. Oh, great. But you know, my buddy Rick. Yes. Um, his wife's mother. Um, she's in her eighties, and she's been in. Um, I don't know if it's a hospice, but it's something like that. But she's been in there for like four years. It's so sad. She she can't. No, seriously, she can't hold herself up. She can't do anything. She doesn't. She doesn't understand any. She doesn't recognize can't anybody. You just, can't you just stop breathing at that point? I think can't you? I mean, I've I've seen people. I swear, lose the will and just like give up. Well, it's it's like there's, there's no brain there at all anymore. So uh, I, it's like they're just keeping her alive for the seven thousand dollars a month that they get. Oof, it's there's no I, there's no brain at all. She's like a Dropkick Murphys fan. It's hard. It's, it's horrible though, man. It is it is hard. And I'm sorry, sorry to cheap, go out on cheap, that, but cheap shot. Yeah. Cheap shot. Yeah. But it's it's just awful. So I've, my point was at least he's not like that, you know? So uh well, it, it actually it kinda has got to that point, but it literally has been a matter of like two days. Yeah. So it's not like he's been yeah. No, no. Last time I was over there he was still telling me stories about, you know, playing high school football and working at General Motors. So well, there you go. Yeah. 
It's all good. good stuff. Anyway, hey, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you again soon, either alone or with a guest. We got a, like I said, we got a bunch of guests that need to get scheduled. I need yep. to get on that. We do. But I've been too preoccupied with, you know, life. Yeah, well, I get that for sure. So anyway, we'll, yep. work, we'll work on it. But yeah, it was a pleasure, man. We'll t- I'll talk to you soon. Yep, keep a little marking your heart, everybody, and stay free. We'll talk we'll to you soon. You Bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart. And we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom.